What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching? The weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 67, The Podcast Is Mine, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing swell. Great. It's a it nice... Is- it is a nice. It is a. To, it is a nice. It is a nice time to talk over each other. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we constantly talk over each other, Matt. Um, it's fine. I there's no be, other way around it. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I think it would be easier if we were in the same room. And I think that. Or if we did this over video time chat soon. <laughs> uh, no, wait, no, I don't think we should do it over video chat. Uh, it, then it, we'd be able to see when people are when we're talking. It would just be awkward, I think, uh, having to. Well, well, we did do the telethon last year, uh, where we I had to do see another each other. one. Don't worry, we might. No, we just might. for like the hell of it. Like, let's stay up all night on on Google Hangouts and like bullshit with people. I think that. Was, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 it, nothing official yet, but I've been thinking about doing it again for another cause or whatever, for another reason, just to do it because it was fun last year to do it. It was fun. Yeah. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fell asleep on the air. Yeah, uh, I, I did too for like uh, two minutes. Uh, apologies to my guests during that segment. But Who was uh, your guest? I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I, I think, go uh, back yeah, go back and watch the entire uh, how long did I do it? For like seventeen hours. Yeah, it, it, it's on. It's on YouTube. Boy, you crazy. <laughs> uh, look it up because I. I guess it's a thing. My my family uh, uh, was watching it, and I was uh, scared that they were watching it. Um, Why? I, like I don't know. Like I. I. I don't think of. I don't think uh, when I do these things, Matt. When I do the podcast. Uh, when I do like special things like that, like the marathon, the telethon, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do it. I, I don't think of my parents or my family watching me, so... Okay. Like, when I think of that, when I think of my parents listening to an episode of Hey, What You Watching, I don't feel comfortable, if that makes sense. Hi, Marcelo's parents. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I, you never I know. I don't think they're going to listen to the podcast. I don't you think, never know. I don't Hello, think they... Marcelo's entire family. No. How are you? <laughs> I hope they don't go back and listen to certain episodes, especially the one... We'll be releasing in the semi near future with me and you completely drunk. That's well, that, well, you're a, you're a human being who lives on Earth and Trump is president. You're going to be drinking. I guess so. Um, yeah, because I was editing some of that uh, a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is this is quite silly. This you're is. like, oh, I hope my parents never hear this. Yeah, um, but yeah, but for those listening now, you, you'll get to hear that in the future. I mean, when I mean it, it'll be summer, and we'll you know require some some days off so you'll that'll yes. be a backup episode so not not in july though because we have a, a guest coming that i'll discuss later <laughs> oh yes uh and i mean we're we're fast approaching episode 100 right well so. the next big milestone is 75 is it is it 75 yeah okay so is this guest who may or may not be on the show is he or or, or they sorry uh i cannot presume if it's a man or a woman uh, are they going to be on a certain episode number, like a milestone? Matt, I find out. Hold on. Uh, Matt is doing a quick lookup, and I am I a professional, am. so I'm going to fill the time with me talking. Please do. Um, uh, we were on episode 67, so if my math is correct, we have about 33 episodes left. Actually, no. No, it, n- no milestone. No, our episode 75. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> what you, <laughs> you know who it is? At I do. 
I do. At least who's scheduled. Hold on. Let me now I'm at, I have access to this. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, he's fine. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Team. Yeah, 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 yeah. But It'll anyway, it's mine, but it'll be fun. <laughs> Sneaking pickles into my apartment, but it'll be uh, fine. We'll get to that in a bit. Just something that he threatened me with today, which is again, Matt. We'll get that. We'll get to that. We're, we're gonna have a whole segment catered around the pickle controversy. Okay. Catered with pickles. Fans of the podcast, uh, the last like three episodes, I think, have uh, have uh, have enjoyed our pickle discussion, or maybe not enjoyed. I don't know what people like or not. I think it just creeps people out. No, I think people. Okay, okay, let's. Okay, okay. I don't First, know. Whatever. It it turns my freaking Twitter mentions into a goddamn hellhole. Again, that, that I, goes on for like an hour and a half. I'm trying to be, you know, a professional and like set it up for you know two segments from now. Because first we have to get to business. First off, business. Uh, business. First off, business. Matt, you're you're doing great. I mean, this is us just catching up. You yeah, know. I mean, I, it's been a fun week. It's been a crazy week crazy. Uh, with like with like busyness and such. But um, yeah, no, things are uh, things are going well. Good, good, and I'm doing fine. I'm busy with. With school and work, and I have to write a few papers for next week, and the semester is coming to a close, and yeah, I'm trying not to lose my head, and but hey, still we still got to do the podcast, so we do. Uh, this is the because you know what, no matter what, no matter what's going on in our lives, this is a fun little hour and a half vacation that we take every week, and it yeah. just it relaxes me to my soul. Sometimes two hours, who knows? Yeah, uh, this one won't be two hours. Don't worry. We'll um, see. <laughs> oh man, uh, what was I saying? So yeah, I mean, uh, it. Um, I think a few episodes ago, officially, this podcast has become the longest running podcast I've done. Really? Uh, yes, because I think Talk Film Society podcast, the original. I think the last episode of that was sixty. Well, I, I can't look it up, but it, I think we surpassed it. We've. Well, Damn. I can look it up right now because we have. Look at us it. go. Sixty-one. That was sixty-one, and we're now in sixty-seven. So yeah. We far surpassed uh, the original Talk from Society podcast, the original, uh, in which you and I started. I mean, I asked you to be a guest. We talked to Ridley Scott, and then we spun that off into... And then we talked Michael Mann, and then I kind of, you know, did myself into this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I think the first segment on that podcast was... kind of weaseled my way in. Yeah, you did. What was like Eraserhead, maybe. I think we talked to Eraserhead. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Oh, oh, and I was thinking about this today. We have at least one quote-unquote lost episode, which is, like, I think, the first dispatch we ever did that I want to release one of what these days. It? What was the dispatch? I think it's, like, the first time we did one of these. We, ca- huh. we called it a dispatch uh, before we officially called it Hey, What You Watching? Aw. Yeah. So, <clears throat> And it was, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes. It's pretty short, so... It's out there, and I want to release it. Maybe I'll release it for 75, you know, right before 75 comes out. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'll go, hey, here is, you know, the first time we tried to do something like this. Here's a thing. Yeah. And I should also try to do that clip show that I promised I I was going to do, like, you know, almost 20 episodes ago. Uh, You have a dog? No. I'm by the window, and the dog just barked. I do not have a dog. Don't worry. Who has a dog? One of my neighbors. Oh, okay. I was like, you have a dog and two cats? Jesus, it's madness. No, no, no. Uh, at one point in my life, I had two dogs and three cats. But Jesus. Hey, you had I'm, a I'm down to two cats. You're it's like a regular Matt Damon over there. 
I just let that sink. Okay. He bought a zoo. I got it. <laughs> that I don't know if you over. heard. Okay. I don't know if you heard, but he bought a zoo for a pretty lady. I forget the lady that was in that movie. Wasn't it Bryce Dallas Howard? It was Jessica Chastain, right? No, moving on. No, wait, who, no, really, who was in the zoo movie with Matt uh, Damon? Again, we should have an intern looking this up. I'm looking up right now because we And don't they all anybody. share a Glock. Uh, it was... It's uh, Scarlett Johansson. No, it was Oh, it was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. they bought a zoo together for their little little child. I've never seen that movie. I, I hear it's actually pretty decent. Okay, okay. About, it's in, in the, as far as zoo dramas go, it's yeah, supposed to be pretty good. We have to rank uh, the zoo dramas that are out there, Matt's. We should do that for episode 75. That'd be fun. We got watch. We bought a zoo, the zookeeper's wife... Uh, here comes the boom. <laughs> oh no, no, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All that guy's here comes the, the boom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a movie though, right? Here it comes was. the boom. Yeah, you're right. But... Was that his like MMA movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I don't like? Earth. I think I think that's uh, I think uh, whatever his name is, Kevin James. I think uh, today's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Paul! Yeah, Paul Blart. Yes, happy uh, birthday, Paul. April 26th. Well, funnily enough. Oh, man, I didn't put anything on the Talk Film Society Instagram about him. Oh, Damn. It, it's, there's still time. You know, Technically, it's 11.33 where you are right now, Matt. So You know what? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck oh. it. I'll do it next year. <laughs> it's uh, Kevin James' birthday, and it's also Alien Day. Um, Yay! What a glorious day. We talked Alien. It really is, it really is nice. We talked Alien today on Twitter all day. And, uh, hey, uh, it was a great day for movie news, too. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just talking now. You're uh, just talking words. It's you know fun. What? If, if, if you looked at the, at the description of the episode, I guess I'll reveal it now. We have no guest, so we can, we can talk as much as we want. So This is true. Uh, we, we've done this before where we just fill time. But, no, like, uh, okay, I want to talk about this, Matt. Yes. This cannot go untalked about because last week... Last episode, we discussed um, two movies, Unbreakable and Split, Mm -hmm. and I really, 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 really uh, tried to not spoil the ending to Split. But hey, Uh, guess what? M. Night Shyamalan did. (laughs) He very much did. So screw it. (laughs) Yeah. So today on Twitter, he revealed, hey, I'm making Unbreakable 3, which, yes, people... Uh, Split is a sequel to Unbreakable. Sorry, uh, I tried again. Like I, uh, I mean, you were, uh, obviously you were there. I was like, Matt, don't spoil it. We'll we'll talk about it after the show. And there's like a post show thing. But no, I mean, I, it's pointless to do that now because hey, everybody knows. Everybody should know by now. Uh, it's news, so I'm excited. Are you excited, Matt? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I am, I'm just so happy that. His last few movies have done well enough uh, that he's able to just do whatever the hell he wants again. Exactly, yeah. And it, it, he's got a great partnership with Blumhouse um, that uh, that uh, was behind uh, The Visit and Split, and now they're going to be behind Glass, which will be the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. So uh, I'm happy. I, I, I it, it, we're back. It's like it's like the late '90s, early 2000s again. We're back on the uh, loving and Matt Shyamalan train. And if you're not on board, I want you out of here. I want it's. Uh, I'm like Indy uh, in um, is the Last Crusade when he throws that guy off the off the blimp. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no ticket. No ticket. Yeah. I'm like that. So, uh, I unfollowed somebody just, uh, just, uh, cause he was being sour about it. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that. Ooh. Um, boot to him. So that was great. And also, Hey, boot to him. Yeah. Two hours ago, it was announced that uh, David Fincher was going to possibly, maybe he already signed on, or I don't know what's going on. He's going to do the next World War Z movie. So, Ugh. hey, I'm excited. David Fincher is my favorite filmmaker working today. And I know, I'm... but okay, to quote The Matrix, not like this. <laughs> not like this. I am. I'm there for anything he does. Anything. Anything. So am I, but like, come on! I know you want to work with your buddy Brad again, but you couldn't figure something else out. And also, I'm I'm like half a mind, uh, just thinking like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the for those who don't know or don't remember, they're going to try to alien three him again, and he'll be like, okay, bye. Yeah, because like if you don't remember what happened, you know, during World War Z or the production behind it, I don't blame you. It's a very very forgettable movie. Uh, um. It's half a great movie. Yeah, it's because they stopped shooting and they got rid of the ending. They changed the whole thing. I really like the new ending. I do have. like the new ending, too. If, so if the whole next movie is, like, that ending... Yes, please. Yeah, so... You should was, check the Instagram, by the way. It was a debacle. Uh, what, the Instagram, the Talk from Society Instagram? Oh, yes. What did you do? Oh. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my privileges revoked. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna look at it. No, look at it. It's funny. Well, okay, fine. Since we have nothing else going on, I'm gonna look no, at it. Really don't. This is me going. Listeners, to Inst- you should Instagram. also go to Talk Film Society at Instagram and uh, give us a follow. Uh, I'm, Inst- I'm in charge of that, and it's a lot of fun. Instagram.com/slash Talk Film Society. I didn't even know there was a real. There's an actual website. Yeah, I'm going to the website. I just thought it was an app. <laughs> Uh okay. <laughs> <Rock on. laughs> oh Jesus Christ. I don't know why. Yep, that is yeah. that is one of my favorite images of all time. <laughs> uh Matt with uh 22 minutes to go in the day uh Instagrams Yes, Kevin James as Paul Blartz. The mall cop himself, Kevin James, <laughs> turns 52 today. Rock on. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything. Oh, man. Okay. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, but hey, you know, it hasn't all been good news. What a transition. Ugh, uh, I know. Well, you got to take the good with the bad, the facts of life. Well, I don't know this, the words to the theme song. This man had a long, fruitful career who's working up till the end. Uh, I mean, you've seen Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids, right, Matt? No comment. Uh, please do. The next thing you I should know, do is watch it. And you also need to see Philadelphia, and I'm not going to bug you on it. You're, you're going to do it. But yes, we lost the great Jonathan Demme. Uh, I mean, again, I mean... She came out of nowhere. I mean... And then, and then reading the news that he had uh, cancer and everything, yeah. I, because it was only last year... <laughs> I was I was reading through uh, what he was doing recently because he was you know of course he had Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids which is on Netflix yeah. still so check it out if you haven't listeners and I read this great story where he was at a screening of Moonlight uh, in Toronto yes and, I love this story yeah and he was just there like like uh, he just showed up I think and just sat down and some they, guy some guy they came pointed over out and, the VAP section he's like no I'll stay he's here like, he's like no 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 thanks. Uh, so he stuck around for a Q&A afterward with uh, Barry Jenkins, <laughs> and he just stood up like a normal 
guy would do during a Q&A and ask the question. Nobody flailed, I, I, flailed his hands to get yeah. attention. He's like, me, 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 pick me. Uh, like some people knew it was him, but then like, you know, he, he didn't really make his presence known. He was, he just, no. he just wanted to ask a question. He asked a question just about, guy. he just asked a question about the sound design of uh, Moonlight. Yeah. And then it, it wasn't until later when he went up to Barry Jenkins, he goes, Hey, I'm Jonathan Demi. I loved your movie. And yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Wait, what? <laughs> So he was he was a genuinely nice, great guy, always yeah. smiling, uh, and his work was incredible. So I, I mean, he, he's terrific. Uh, both his concert work and uh, feature films are something to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't uh, too long ago that you talked about uh, Science of the Lambs, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I need to revisit. Uh, I need to revisit uh, Manchurian Candidate, his remake. I love that movie. It's terrific. Uh, and yet, by the time this comes up, uh, go back to Talk from Society. We'll have a a great write up uh, dedicated to Jonathan Demme. So yeah, we uh, we we were big fans of him. I mean, I think as a whole, like anyone at Talk from Society could pick one Demme film where they're like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, I still remember years ago uh, catching uh, Rachel getting married. I think it was on like HBO at like, it came on at like one in the morning. I'm like, oh, I've, I've heard good things. I'm going to watch this. And I was floored. Yeah. It's an exceptional that's, movie. Yeah. That's I a really that good movie. movie. And plus it has the guy from TV on the radio in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know that guy. Uh, uh but... he's the singer for TV on the radio. He's the guy that is, he's like the groom. Okay. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in theaters and. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. yeah, Rachel getting married. Uh, it stuck. It stuck with me. I've only seen it that one time, though. But it did. That make... was the movie. That was the film where everyone started to take Anne Hathaway seriously. Oh, I mean, because guess what? She's fucking great in it. <laughs> that was after Devil Wears Prada, right? And um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm totally with you, Matt. Like, uh, thanks to that. She got like more serious roles, then she eventually won the Oscar. So yes, and I, I still love Anne Hathaway. We'll talk and about then she Anne won H- the Oscar for one scene. Yeah, <laughs> well deserved, but for one scene. I recently rewatched that movie, uh, Wait, what? Les, Les Mis. Um, really? I did a few weeks ago, but I didn't talk about it on the show because why? I, I kind of like half watched it, but okay. I was watching it. It um, was after Devil Wears Prada, by the way. Uh, Rachel getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Devil Wears Prada is 11 years old. Christ. Jeez. I still haven't seen that movie. It's really good. Uh, It's shockingly good. I'll watch it eventually. But no, no, like, uh, Les Mis is the movie, the one directed by the guy who did... Tom Hooper? Yeah, Tom Hooper. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, It's like the first really... The first Tom Hooper movie I legitimately really like. Me too. Yeah, lame is. Um, it's actually it's a movie. That actually, it's also a movie that ruined movie musicals for me. Why is that? Because in his film, he actually had people singing live on set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they weren't lip syncing. Yeah. And now when I'm watching other musicals, I'm like, oh, they're lip syncing. This isn't. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. And like I, I think, think I think all movie musicals should do that. I think it it adds to it. It adds yeah. to it a lot, actually. Yeah. The uh, behind-the-scenes features goes into that, and it's pretty um, interesting. Uh, anyway, but yeah, we're not here to talk about Les Mis, and we'll we will definitely talk about Anne Hathaway a little bit God, later. God, I love I love that movie though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's it, one of the few times I haven't hated Eddie Redmayne. I will say that on rewatch, like two thirds of the movie, I think is like legitimately great. Then it kind of dips <laughs> at the end. I kind of I kind of almost lost interest, but like most Broadway shows. 
that that second act going into the third act of most Broadway shows is like, okay, you're padding time. Let's let's go. You want you want people to have feel like they've spent their two hundred dollars on a theater ticket well, so that you give them a two and a half hour musical. <laughs> Uh yeah, I haven't seen. I don't think I've ever seen a Broadway show. No, I've not seen a Broadway show. Well, you well, live no. in Texas. Well, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen any. Well, I should, let, me, let me step back a bit. I live seen, theater. Yeah, exactly. I've seen maybe oh, one. Wow. I've seen maybe one live theater thing. It was like a uh, <laughs> what do you call those things? We have a dinner and a show. Uh, oh, like it's called a dinner and a show. Is it? Is it, is it called a dinner? Were you having yes, dinner and watching yes. the show? Is is, yes. is, there, is there not some phrase for it? I think it's just a dinner theater. Dinner theater. That's it. Like on that episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, um, it's so good. Oh my I, god, it's so wonderful. I need to. I need to watch. Uh, they do like a murder mystery, show. and it's like the lamest fucking murder mystery ever. I have to watch it. I recently watched the episode where they did uh, they lampooned um, that uh, upstairs downstairs thing. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, Downton Abbey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a really good episode is when they do the Working Girl Die Hard musical. <laughs> I've, because, I've only seen some of these episodes. Because, uh, as they say, and I agree, I think Working Girl is like the sassy cousin to Die Hard. <laughs> I haven't seen Working Girl yet. Oh man, it's terrific. This is the most tangent e episode. Yeah, I mean, ever I was just watching. I actually before we recorded, I started a movie with Melanie Griffith in it, and she's great in Working Girl. And uh, I'll be finishing that movie and discussing it on next week's show. Ooh, that's um, a tease. Don't don't I'll, reveal it yet. Don't reveal it. It's a John Waters movie. Okay, maybe somebody somebody figured it out now. It's available on Showtime, on the Showtime app. They have it right now. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, here, so let's backtrack from the tangents we've created, Matt. So, I like uh, this tangent though. This is a good episode. Uh, but <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting drunk. Like this is this is a fun time. I'm drinking I'm water. So. Almost done with my vodka tonic. I'm probably going to make another one in about 15 minutes. We're doing let's, good. Let's, let's try to backtrack from the tangents and then get into like some of the segments we have to do. So let's let's back let's backtrack. Bob's Burgers. Uh, I all right. I, I've uh, only seen a few episodes because I I sit down. To watch it with when my roommate has it on, and I laugh all the time. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's it's one of the it, better animated shows on TV right now. Absolutely, yeah. So let's backtrack from that. We were talking about uh, Anne Hathaway. She's great. Jonathan Demi, rest in peace. Jonathan Demi, rest in peace. Oh God, I miss him. Uh, let's talk a bit, a bit more on Jonathan Demi. Um, so Rachel getting married. I love it. Maturing candidates. Love it. Sons of Lambs. Oh my God. Love it. Sons of Lambs. There's a few. I haven't seen uh, something wild. I need to see it. Desperately, uh, I, I have uh, there something while I hear is really good. Uh, Stop making sense is uh, pretty good. Yes, I I definitely need to rewatch. I need to rewatch Stop Making Sense because even was... though I have a hot take, but Oof, what is your hot take again? I mean, do you want to give this hot take on the day in which Jonathan it's not? Demi passed? It's not a Jonathan Demi hot take. It's a Talking okay. Heads hot take. Go ahead. What's your Talking Heads hot take? I prefer them in the studio. Okay, fine. That's 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 a um, hot take. That's that's fine. That was my one takeaway from watching. Other than it, like, looked really good. I really prefer the Talking Heads in a studio. Um, I get that. They're because they're one of my favorite bands of all time, and the, and the shit they did with like production and just like messing with the sound, like in the studio, you can't really replicate that in a concert setting. Uh yeah, I, yeah, I totally get that. Um, but I, I will say, uh, I'm not a. I'm like a passive Talking Heads fan. Like I do love okay. a lot of their work, but I'm not. I'm not fully into them. Oh, they! I discovered them like ten years ago, and they became 
top two bands for me. I love them so much. But but me watching Stop Making Sense, like I just it, the the theatricality of it, mm-hmm. like the well, that's that, David Byrne. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Demi, like uh, he knew how to display that, like the yeah. the uh, insanity of David Byrne. Of David Byrne. Yeah. And if anyone gets the chance, uh, look up the letter that David Byrne wrote today. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a really heartfelt letter remembering uh, basically his best friend, Jonathan Demi, because they kept in touch over the years and collaborated on and off. Um, it, it, it actually uh, it was it's upsetting, but it's really well done. Yeah, and there's been a lot of heartfelt, um, touching tributes to Demi. It, it goes to show even, how... Even from Mark Wahlberg, who I forgot was in a Jonathan Demi movie. What? Which one? Uh, he was in The Truth About Charlie? Oh, which was the okay. which was the semi remake of Charade? Yeah, I remember that movie. I, I remember, yeah, I do remember that movie. I remember mom not liking that movie. <laughs> I remember it coming out. It came out after Manchurian Candidate, and then, and I was like, oh, it's it's Demi. I should see it because I yeah. at that point two thousand four was I was a huge fan of Demi. I remember when that movie came out, my mom was like, she saw it. Uh, she went with my dad to go see it, and she as she comes home. She's like, yeah, just watch Charade. <laughs> So then she let me borrow her DVD of Charade. Uh, wait, who stars in Charade again? Oh, Eric oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Audrey Hepburn. I've got a hot take. I don't like that movie. Really? Yep, I'm not a fan of Charade. Oh, it's terrific. Uh, I thought I would be, but for whatever reason, I found it too silly. Well, it's a it's a gay classic. Well, you know. I mean, among amongst the community, it's quite popular. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you knew this. I mean, do 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 people know this, Matt? Uh, Mostly because, oh, Cary Grant, my goodness. I am a straight male, and you are a. Are you? <laughs> I am. I feel like I feel like it's rubbing off by osmosis. No, no, no. no. If if anything, I, I well, it's it's that. Uh, it's I don't that, know. It's you that like scale pickles. thing, right? Oh, jeez. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> and I, Jessica Chastain is. I don't. Okay, I'm. I I worry about me coming off as creepy because I'm not creepy towards Jessica Chastain. Like I, I love her as a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I do find her attractive, but so I do first, I. I I love her. I would yeah. like to marry her. And I've also had Chastain as my profile picture for years now. So. Well, but you alternate. It's not like you have the same picture. Well, yeah, it's true. It, but it I mean, is, you, it's still you, you, you cycle through a few of them, and I'm like, every time a new one pops up, I'm like, oh, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm just building a case, uh, I guess, of me being not straight. Maybe just <laughs> <laughs> there's evidence there where somebody would be like, oh, you know, this guy may not be. Um, but no, as, of doubt has been planted. As, as far as I know, I'm a straight person, and Matt, you are uh, a a gay person, so. I, yeah. Yes, yes. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a regular Waylon Smithers. I mean, we don't we don't normally talk about it on the show, and maybe in the future we'll dive into it. We'll do like I a whole. It, I mention it all the time. Well, you don't mention it. Well, you do mention Carlo. I mean, you're yeah, your your lover. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that. That's gross. You know who says that? Uh, Italian Lotharios from the seventies say that. Not not no. Don't. Well, he's he's your boyfriend, right? Is, is wait, is he not your fiance? Yes. Yeah, he's okay. your fiance. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we so, gotta get we gotta get that going before they make it illegal. Oh, geez, yeah, you, Jesus, <laughs> we gotta yes. do like a like a like a like a quick. Uh, we both have off on like a Wednesday. Like, let's go down to the courthouse. Okay, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> Speed that up. But but, but no, you do we'll mention tell everyone at a later date. But we'll get it done. You do mention Carlo, but you don't I mean people listening could could think, oh, that might that might just be his friend or something. You know? You yes. Know, yeah. So. <laughs> Every, everyone is 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 a, is a grandma who 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 meets uh, meets the boyfriend. Oh, is this your friend? I'm like, yes. I'm I'm just mindful of the listeners who might may not piece it together and may not follow us on Twitter and who are just listening and they're like, oh, you know, uh, Carlos oh, I don't is- want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> So, just in case you're wondering, yes, uh, Matt is gay. This is queer garbage. Get this and, off uh, <laughs> my ears. And also, I am Marcelo Pico, a Hispanic male, so I'm a, a person of color. So I that, knew that. That's what you're listening to. I mean, we're of course. Pretty, uh, we're, we're pretty uh, diverse on this show. See, we're diverse, but we never talk about being diverse. Because cause no matter how white bread boring our guest could be... <laughs> We are pretty diverse. Ourselves. You said it, Matt. You said it. I'm just saying what the audience is saying. The, <laughs> what, hold on, wait a second. What audience is saying we have white bird guests? The one in my mind. <laughs> I'm already drunk. I would love it. Okay, and this is, again, this is no, this is no disrespect to the guests who have been on and who will be on. Okay. Oh no, no, like, like I really like our guests, but no, they are the guests are great. They are predominantly yes. white guys. They are white guys. I would love it if we mix it up. And Matt, I know you're in charge of the guests. We have getting. been mixing it up. We have been. I mean, but yeah, well, you know, you know, We're more, more, better. more women, more people of color. You know, let's just mix it up. I mean, again, and hey, we could also kind of talk about uh, the website as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I'm the editor in chief of it. I know there's, there's a majority of white guys on there. I, and I would love it if we had more women writers, more more people of color. But we're we're working on it. Okay, we're working. We on are it. working worry. on it, and it, and I think honestly, our our cast of characters, as I like to call them, are pretty diverse. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're diverse. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to run through the the roster, but you know, white guys, well, straight white guys. It's it, it sounds like, it's, it sounds like I'm drunk at this point. I'm drinking water, Matt. Okay, it's upsetting <laughs> that um, you're drinking water. That's what's upsetting. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, but fans of uh, of us should already know that we are firmly against uh, the administration. White yeah, white people. <laughs> well, let's the, just say it. The administration we're very against whites. The administration slash straight white people. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, if any controversy brings me down, it's going to be that. Except for our listeners. Hey, if you're hey, if you're listening to this, then you are. I mean, I don't care what color, what race, what what gender you are. You know, I I love you. I love you. I do. Yeah. I love our listeners. Uh, the listeners are the best, um, especially the the especially the ones who get an order of French fries with a side of honey mustard. What, oh, that that's like? oh, that's a call out. Uh, who are you calling out? Uh, my friend Richard. Shout out to Richard. Thanks for listening. Yeah, he comes he comes into the the restaurant and he's always like, "Oh my god, the latest episode!" So yeah. <laughs> we have we have yeah we have a listener. And awesome. hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you're listening, you have finished Twin Peaks by now, because I would love to see you at my Twin Peaks party. There you go. Um, so I think that's sufficient enough. We've uh, we started a race war. We've <laughs> we've uh, talked about movie news. We paid tribute, I hope, to a great filmmaker. And now it's time for the part of the show where we get closer to business, in which we discuss 
what movies we're going to be talking about on the show this week. Right, Matt? We do. We take a stroll down to Matt's Riddle Corner, where, we, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing this week. Fantastic. We're going to go shoot, shoot, bang, bang with Brie Larson. And then we're going to kind of hang out with the Wicker Man, maybe? And then we're going to hang out with um, the Secretary of Defense and eventual president from 24 with a hook hand. And then we're gonna hang out. <laughs> then we're gonna hang out with uh, Tommy Lee Jones in Central Park. And then we're gonna go to back to Manhattan yet again. And then we're gonna go to Gotham City for a little bit. And then we're gonna go to a little island off the coast of Costa Rica, spared no expense. And then we're gonna there. Then there will be trouble in the state of Denmark. I probably got that quote totally wrong. And then we're gonna hang out with a samurai. And then we're going to hang out with a woman who once almost was in a movie, right? What? Her her her, her sister was getting married once. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's that segment of the show. Now we're going to get to know our guests, right? Or no, we're going to introduce our guests and then get to know them. Um, okay. So here we go. Uh, Matt, who's the guest this week? Our guest today is a jar of pickles that I picked up out of the trash because <laughs> that's where it belongs. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, um, I took it to Twitter. This is um I guess this is the end of this arc of this of this, this podcast. arc the story arc story I mean the story arc, arc the has to end soon I mean the writer strike is happening Yes uh, and we can no longer you know write the scripts for each episode I mean listeners if you don't know this already we write every episode. It takes us six months to write a season of shows for the Haycast. So, I mean, once this strike happens, you're just going to get a whole bunch of Quantum of Solace. Yeah, it's just going to be this show, but just you know, cut into pieces and kind of like Heroes season two. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to like improvise and make it up as we go along, like uh, Daniel Craig did on the set of Quantum of Solace. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so. We have to finish. We have to. I mean, it, this started. When did it start? Back, I think, when back when uh, was it? Terrence, right? I can't remember who. I can't remember what guest it was. It was uh, Terrence Johnson. He was with yeah. us. I forget. Oh, it was Titanic. We were talking about Titanic. I remember that yes. now. Um, and I was telling that story about how when I saw Titanic in theaters, I think maybe the third time, I went to go. I went to go buy a pickle from the concession stand. And Fucking I, weird. And I sat down next to my cousins, and they made fun of me for buying a pickle. Uh, and eating it during uh, the nude scene. Um, so yeah, but so, you're totally straight. <laughs> I when I, when I was when I was when I was telling the story and see the listener callbacks. Uh, that's why that's how that's why we write the episodes to to deliver those clever callbacks. Yeah, I know. It's pretty fun. When I was telling the story, I had no idea that it was going to be a thing. I thought I because I to me buying pickles at a movie theater is well, yeah because that's the thing that happens in Texas yeah and I didn't realize that this is not a thing that happens you know everywhere everywhere so I asked the people of Twitter uh, I made a poll uh, and I wanted to see what side they were leaning towards because Matt you are disgusted by this concept I just I don't get it uh, I mean it's so, such a weird movie snack. It, I, I don't know what to say. It's it's a Texas thing, and, and let's 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 clearly define our side. So, Matt, in terms of okay, remove pickles from movies. What about pickles in general? I don't care for them all that much. I mean, Why? I've had maybe like two pickles in my life that I've been like, it's okay. All the other times, I'm like, no, no. What kind of pickles do you? I mean, have you eaten that you're like, no? 
I don't I don't even remember. It was like ten years ago. <laughs> and I haven't been to that flea market again, so I don't know. <laughs> um but then you know when you go to a movie you just get like popcorn or something. That's Usually you, I get nachos. Yeah, you get nachos. Which okay. It it's fine. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bash nachos. It's fine. Um but yeah, I good. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of pickles. I actually this is gonna be a reveal. I had a pickle today. Of course uh, you did. With my sandwich. Uh my Jimmy Jones. See that sandwich. makes sense. That makes sense yeah. because usually that those are served as a side with your sandwich. But I had a whole pickle. You know, I, and I think this is like the the thing, because when people think pickles, they think those like sliced up, you know, crispy pickles. You I like get, fried pickles. Uh, fried pickles are fine. I've only had them once. Uh, but no, I like whole pickles where when you bite into them, like they're nice and juicy inside. And again, I'm a straight person. Um, <laughs> but and those are those are the kind of pickles you get at the movie theater uh, usually uh, when you go to like a Cinemark or a Regal. Um, I don't think you, actually I don't think you, you can get a whole pickle at the draft house, which I is honestly unusual. don't think I have a Cinemark or a Regal near me. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, okay. So let's we, we moved the discussion to Twitter earlier this this evening because we knew we had to fart around because we don't have a guest. Um, so I I put up a poll. I was like, "What are your thoughts on pickles being sold at concession stands in theaters?" Vote and pickles. our mentions exploded. <laughs> uh, I, I said, you know, movie pickles yes or movie pickles no, and with and th- this turned out to be a larger poll than I expected. Uh, I, I maybe should have because I, I only put it up for three hours. Yeah, um, we got two hundred thirty-one votes, which is a lot, I think, for such a short amount of time. Um, do you know the results, Matt? Is this going to be a reveal, or, or, or do you already know? Oh, these fucking pickles. They're going to be the no goddamn idea. death of me. Okay, uh, there were 231 votes. Yeah. And altogether. There were 231 votes. Uh, and, and the final result is 53% say no. 47% say yes, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Forty-seven percent. That's a pretty close margin. That's like a runoff uh, margin, you know. I may, yeah. I may need to do it again uh, for a longer period, for like maybe a Please full don't. week. <laughs> I won't. This is the end of Picklegate. I mean, I just wanted to get people's opinions on Twitter, and it, it's, it's kind, it's, it was kind of divided for sure. I mean, like you were saying earlier, our mentions blew up. Um, yeah, it was really annoying. <laughs> was it annoying? Uh, I mean, uh, our friend uh, Owen uh, Ken—I can't pronounce his name. Kenley, right? Kenley. Uh, Kenley. He responded, "Give me pickles or give me death." Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of our writers on TFS, he responded. Marcus Irving, he responded. I'm kind of against all food at theaters, to be honest. But pickles bother me, no more or less. So pickles, yes. So um, kind of a wishy-washy answer there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you know we got uh, it got pretty heated. Um, I'm gonna call out one of another writer on the uh, on the uh, website, Sean. Okay. Uh, who vehemently he hates pickles. Vehemently, <laughs> I can't say it. He really hates pickles. He really hates. I don't. I don't know why he hates pickles so much. Um, it to to an annoying extent. <laughs> 
if you're listening to this, Sean, cut it out. Uh, pickles aren't that bad. Uh, they kind of are. No, they're not. <laughs> he he. In pretty much every single tweet, he just responds, "Pickles are garbage food." <laughs> they are a garbage food. Why why put a, why ruin a cucumber? He says, "Why put it in brine?" It, uh, again, I mean, I love cucumbers. I love pickles. You know what? Finding my responses to this is insane because that's how crazy my fucking mentions were. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to dive through some of these. Oh, I would like to mention West Anthony. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what did he have to say? Ushers should be standing by with butterfly nets to catch pickle buyers and send them away. Fit. <laughs> And I responded back, uh, this is a hate crime. <laughs> this, this is hate speech. Hate speech. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, uh, so, uh, hey, uh, I, uh, another writer on our site, uh, Dan, how do you pronounce his last name? Cologne. 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 Dan Cologne. Yeah. He's on the pro pickle side. Um, so uh, he tweeted a lot about being fine with pickles. Pickles are a nice treat. They're a nice snack, Matt. You see, he says, with the existence of the Alamo Drafthouse and similar establishments, I'd say there's no limit to what we get eaten during a movie. Which is kind of a crazy statement to make, but I agree. And I, I will say, like I said earlier, you know, they serve a lot of stuff. They serve fried pickles at the Drafthouse. And I, I will say fried pickles is maybe not, I'd say not part of this discussion, because I think whole pickles are the discussion. And the draft house, for as great as they are, they do, they do not have whole pickles. Um, I at once ordered like pickles, like unfried, and they gave me like limp uh, sliced pickles, which is of course they did disturbing. I they gave like you those. what you would. They gave you what they would usually put on a burger. They'd be exactly. like, okay, this guy yeah. wants pickles. Fine, just take this garbage garnish. <laughs> Mine is whole pickle or nothing. That's what should be eaten during a movie. Um, if you were to eat a pickle, what about pickle fries? What are pickle fries? I don't know. I just thought them up. Uh, you're they're, they're they're pickles that are like cut into the shape of like French fries and they're fried. Okay, that actually sounds okay. That's fine. Yeah, I, I kind of want to make those. Yeah. So I think we can put the nail in the coffin. Uh, Picklegate is done. Uh, I'm I I lost. Okay, uh, in the poll, but it was a close enough margin. Forty-seven percent said yes. So you, you want to yell out fake news? You know you. <laughs> Forty-seven uh, percent. I mean, our president, uh, our, 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 what, what, what do you call him? Our chief. Well, our, well, the no is uh, has more percentage points than his approval rating right now. <laughs> our I commander, think it has. I think it has about three times his uh, approval rating. I got the same amounts as a commander in chief during the last election. Forty-seven percent. So yeah, yeah. So uh, in 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 reality, I'm the winner. So. Yeah, uh, in, 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 Hell the, yeah. In, in the Trump era, I won. So at 47%, yes. I won. I mean, thanks, Matt, for participating. But I can say now that pickles in theater should be mandatory nationwide. So oh. uh, next time you go to a concession stand... I will ask, never go to the movies ever again. <laughs> ask for a pickle. When you sit down, Matt, everybody in the theater will be crunching on a whole Now pickle. I'll never see Get Out. <laughs> okay. And I'm glad we are keeping this arc alive. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen Get Out yet, Matt. Uh, no, but uh, my local theater is getting it back this weekend. Yeah, so maybe in the next episode. We will. I'm okay. going on Saturday night. Okay, you're going to see Get Out. So, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's, been, it's been decided. So next week, folks, get ready for the... for the uh, Long-awaited. Long-awaited final chapter of our Get Out arc. We have many arcs. Where, where I give a one-word review that's just, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it and not like it, Matt, because that's going to happen. 
I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> Because we've built it up so long, just okay. Just, just, just try to take away. Don't, don't pay attention to the hype. Just what the fucking it. mountain of hype? <laughs> people and people berating me for months for missing this thing. Yeah, okay. And, uh, I could um, totally remove that from the equation. Sure several thing. episodes of the show, at least like the last four episodes, have been just the guests just berating you. So yeah, it's been a fucking treat. I, I and the and in the. Uh, I think it was in the Terrence episode. I think I... Or maybe Joey's episode. Either one. I specifically added in something I should have edited out because they were berating you for not seeing Get Out. So, mm-hmm. uh, Stay tuned next week for that final chapter in the Get Out saga. So <laughs> Matt will finally see it. So yeah, I, I love that this season of, of HeyCast has a lot of threads going on. So This season. <laughs> They're split up into seasons, Matt. This is season three, technically. We've never left. <laughs> but there are breaks in the show where I feel like, oh, this could be, this is like a new season. So, I don't know. If you go on SoundCloud and you look it up, you'll see our, our Haycast is split up into three seasons. So, uh, I know this is news to you, but I, I like how that is on SoundCloud. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, though. If you go on iTunes, it's just all together. So, okay, that was a, that, was, that was our pickle segment. Uh, folks jumping in. Listening for the first time, I don't I'm know sorry. You, I don't know what you think this show. This is this is not the normal show. We, no, just, I mean we're already an hour in. Jeez, okay. We have to get through like ten movies. So let's let's jump into it. Let's let's see how fast we can get this done. Oh God. Uh, and hey, we also have the pyramid at the end, right? So we're gonna yes. do that. Yes. So yeah, let's get let's get through these movies. Let's get to the pyramid. Let's have fun. Okay, let's have fun. I'm already having fun. What are you talking about? This is awesome. This is a highlight of my week. Let's bring in guns to this, Matt. Let's shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Have even more fun. Bang, bang. Like the cast of Free Fire. Oh my goodness. Hey, this is a movie we both saw. We did. Yeah, not together, go- obviously. You go first. Okay. Free Fire, the new movie by Ben Whitley, uh, starring the Brie Wheat. Lars- yeah, the Wheat, as he's known, to like two people. To uh, me. <laughs> starring Give it a Brie- Wheat. Give it a Wheat. Brie Larson, Charto Copley, mm-hmm. uh, Cillian Murphy. Uh, who else? Oh, Army uh, Hammer. Army Hammer. Uh, uh, goes on and on from there. A bunch of other people. Uh, <laughs> so many great people. Uh, yeah, what is it about? Well, there's a a gun deal going on, illegal gun trade going on, uh, money being exchanged for guns uh, in this uh, cruddy warehouse. Uh, and hey, uh, something goes wrong, and hey, there's a shootout for like an hour straight. So that's mm-hmm. it. There's no other plot. There's no real plot than that. And but hey, it's fun. But guess what? You don't need it. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun watching this. And let me. I'm go, so glad. <laughs> let me go, let me go back to how I feel about Ben Wheatley. I've only seen High Rise and Kill List. You are very, uh, very hot and cold on this man. Yeah, at this point, like I'm, you respect what he does, but exactly. you're not a huge fan. I've talked about uh, hey, uh, High Rise. I've, Many episodes ago, I was going to say a few episodes ago, but no, it was at least like more than a year ago. On a pretty, few episodes, yeah, yeah, because uh, it's come up because people are fans of it. They are, and I'm not going to begrudge them. It's not a uh, yes, don't begrudge me, please. It's not a David Ayer type scenario where I hate the man because I do hate David Ayer. I hate Fury. I hate End of Sight, and I hate. Uh, oh yeah, uh, it's funny how much I don't hate Suicide Squad, but I still think it's a bad movie. <laughs> 
But no, with Ben Wheatley, I I like what he does, but I just don't... I think the thing is, Ben Wheatley comes off as a nice guy. Kind of, yeah, yeah. David, David Ayer comes off as a prick. Exactly. Like, through his characters on film, David Ayer... He's just—he's he, he just hateful. Like, he just seems like a yeah, like a like a bad person. And don't get and don't get me wrong, Ben Wheatley has hateful characters. Yeah, but, but he doesn't seem like a hateful person. No, like he's, no, no. He, he seems like a joy. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, his movies may not be joyful, but uh, but he I, seems full of joy. That is true. That and is I true. would say that this movie does have joy in it. Yes, uh, out of the three I've seen, uh, this is definitely the most fun I've had watching a Ben Wheatley movie. Yeah, High Rise wasn't a lot of fun, but I, it had fun moments. But overall, moments. no, not so much fun. Um, and it, it like kind of okay. depressing. Let uh, let me let me talk High Rise because we are gonna, we are going to talk Kill List in a bit because you saw yes, Kill we List. are. Oh yes. Um, but with High Rise, like on paper, it it felt like a movie I was going to love or like at least really like. No, I would recommend reading the book. I, I don't have to. I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll possibly read the book. I, I do want to give it another shot because the book yeah, is uh, the book's a quick one. It's I, not that long. I'll, I'll make sure to track it down. But like, definitely after seeing Free Fire, I do want to give Ben Wheatley another shot. Um, <laughs> because like going from Kill List and high, to High Rise, I was like, oh, these are, these are supposed to be the two best Wheatley movies. Kill List for sure. But yeah, High Rise. It yeah, it just I just didn't connect with it. I don't know what it was. So I'll give it a rewatch. Um, but Free Fire did it for me. Uh, again, I, the cast is amazing. Uh, I love everybody in it. The premise is over the top, uh, and the criticism I've heard about this uh, walking in, they were like, "Oh, the action makes no sense. Uh, it's cut terribly. The, what? The, the geography is all wrong." Yes, th- these no. are legitimate. Legitimate complaints I've heard about about Free Fire. Wheatley bent, built this set from the ground up. Yeah. I, okay. Let, he I, he. You know how he designed the set? How did he design the set? He built it in Minecraft. That's I didn't <laughs> know that. Very, That's insane. He built it in Minecraft, very exacting. And like when the set designers came to him, he was like, "Play my Minecraft level. This is." <laughs> This is the set I want, and they built it for him to his exact specifications. Well, let me ask you, Mike, because this is interesting, and this is not a spoiler because it is the plot is there in a shootout for most of the film. It, that's what it is. They're just yeah. sh- firing guns at each other. It's okay. I I describe it as it's like the final act of a crime movie stretched to feature length. Yeah, yeah. But it works. But, but let me ask. Let me ask you: Were you at all like disoriented, or just, you had, or did you have any idea what was going on? I knew exactly what was going on because everything made sense. The places they went, um, the geography, everything like clicked for me. Like I got it. And, but here's here's. What I will I'll say. say the other people in the, in my audience did not care for this movie. <laughs> Were they? Uh, how how do they take it, Matt? I don't know. They're a bunch of old people. What, were they like groaning like, "Oh, come on"? After after the movie, they were like, oh, "Well, uh, we saw that movie." Anyway. One guy was waking up from his nap. He's like, what I miss? <laughs> I'm like, you senior citizens are terrible going to this movie. I'm Shut surprised, up. I'm surprised that he fell asleep during this very loud movie. Yeah, it's loud as fuck. <laughs> but, okay, I'll say, and this is why I love it, I think, uh, is because it's it's perfectly laid out chaos. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're supposed to be disoriented. At least I was. 
but how else are you supposed to feel during a shootout? Like you exactly. are firing at people, uh, and like these these characters are idiots. Um, like Army Most Hammer, most of them are idiots. Ninety five percent of them are idiots. I will say Army Hammer. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, one of them is really smart. One of them is really smart. Um, but no spoilers. But I'll, I'll say like Army Hammer is supposed to be. Oh, I don't like, think. I don't think saying who the smart one is. Is a spoiler. Okay, how about this, Matt? Uh, let me warn because I want to. I want to keep this a spoiler-free zone. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna just give people a pause. Like skip ahead thirty seconds because Matt's gonna reveal who he thinks is the smartest person, and I'm gonna say if it's a spoiler or not after you say it, Matt. So who okay. is the smartest person? The Oscar winner. Okay, that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that's a spoiler. I okay. I'm glad people skipped ahead. Um, is it? It is, Matt. Maybe. I think it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> think about it really hard, Matt, about how, like what the movie sets up and how the movie ends, and you tell me if it's a spoiler. That that final shot. Well, I, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's so much so... so uh, uh, listeners, skip ahead. It's uh, <laughs> so much so that like I actually had a dream last night about Free Fire. Yeah. About how that character could have gotten out of the situation scot free. Oh, see, hey, this could be another one I'll, of those. I'll, I'll talk to you off mic, off off show about that. But I want to see if you agree with me. This could be another one of those after the show type of things where we talk for five minutes about spoilers okay, yes. for Free Fire. So apologies if, if people got kind of spoiled. But yes, um, there's one smart character, uh, but the rest are pretty dumb. I mean, Army Hammer is supposed to be... He's supposed to be, like, kind of like the guy in charge. Like, is, he, he's, like charge. This, he's like this, like, suave, stylish guy. Yeah, like, the, like he's kind of like the middleman who's supposed to keep everything in line, like, during this trade. But he's getting high all the time. He's like... Oh, <laughs> I know, it's hilarious. He's on pot constantly. So, of course, he has, <laughs> he has no really idea what's fun. going on. So, and, and, like, some guys are drunk, uh, uh, junkies. Some guys are... Yeah, uh, and... Yeah, Shoto Copley is Shoto Copley. Protection from infection. <laughs> Shoto Copley, okay. Okay. Uh, Shoto Copley, I've, terrific in this. <laughs> I've loved Shoto Copley from the beginning, from District Me 9. Too. Same. Every single thing he's been in that I've seen, I've loved him in. Uh, I don't. I may not I may not have loved the movie. Um, but he's great in it. He's always great in it. Uh, District even, 9, A-Team. Even uh, Elysium, I liked him in that. So did I. Crazy Robot Ninja. Uh, yeah. Even, like, uh, what's that one? M- Maleficent? Oh, he was actually pretty decent in that. He's decent in that, you know. I, I don't care for the movie that much, but he's, you know, he's watchable. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen Chappie. Even Chappie. Ch- him as Chappie. What's up, fuck mother? <laughs> it's, it, it's a silly... I think the movie is like... Uh, I, I don't want to get a Chappie thing. So what you're telling me is I should probably watch Chappie one day. Watch Chappie one day, like just <laughs> just, to, just 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 to watch it, Matt. It, I, it, it, I don't want to say it's bad, but oof, some of it is is kind of really bad. But hashtag I, problematic. Yeah, but I think Copley <laughs> as uh, Copley as Chappie, it's entertaining. I like him in that, and even Hardcore Henry. Yeah, I didn't know he was in Chappie uh, he, until he I looked Chappie. him up today. Yeah, Hardcore Henry, he is incredible in that. that Isn't is he like, the bad guy in that? He is the, uh, like, if you're playing a video game, he's uh, the, the, the helper character who comes in and goes, so hey, a... you have to do this and this and this. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, I've actually, like, I didn't know he was in that, but now that I know he's in that, I might want to check it out. 
please check it out. I I liked Hardcore Henry like maybe too much. More than you should have. More, more than I should have. Maybe it's because I love Copley so much, and it's it's a vehicle. Hardcore Henry is for him just to be yeah. insane, insane. I may have told the story before, but like I, I one reason why I love the guy is because he totally commits to the craziness yes. of a role, he and he got turned away. Well, he no, he was signed to do a movie, and he had this idea. I forget, I forget what movie it was. I need to look it up. But he signed up to do it, and he goes, "Okay, I'm going to do it with like a fake nose, fake ears, and like glasses and all this stuff." And what? They're like, they're like what "No, is this movie? you're not going to do it that way." I think he was playing an alien, but I think the alien was supposed to look human. And he goes, "No, I'm going to look like a crazy person." And what is like, this movie? I, I, should I look it up? I have to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, I want to see you, what this fucking movie is. Okay, I'm going to look it up too. Uh, let's because I do one. love this man. Let's see, Chateau Copley. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to look this up on Google. Um, fake nose. Let's see if that works. Uh, but no, Copley is amazing in this. Yeah, you look it up because I don't know how to look this up. Here it is. Uh, Oliphant replacing Copley in I Am Number Four. Over, oh, that uh, movie? over nose, that movie. yeah, over a nose and ears. So yeah, so Copley wanted to put on <laughs> fake nose. He wanted and to ears. go all out. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, Timothy Oliphant replaced him uh, in the movie I Am Number Four. Timothy Oliphant was in that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine if Copley was in I Am I Am Number Four, then we'd be talking about it a lot right now. <laughs> I don't know. I do like Timothy Oliphant now because now that's a reason for me to actually watch that movie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Cillian Murphy and uh, the actor's name. I yes. Forget, who's in this movie and who's in pretty much every single Ben Wheatley movie? Uh, yeah, uh, Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley. Yes. yes. Very good in this. Him. Yeah, in Free Fire. And he's I, also... like, I like how they even like touch on like really personal things with like him in this movie. Yes, yes. I, I he's think... like, well, he's like, one. I think someone's like, after we get out of this, I'm going to buy everyone a drink, and he goes, "Not me." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, you're not alcoholic. He's like, I'm recovering. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, you know what? This movie's great. I think like for for like the uh, short runtime for 90 minutes, and for it being mostly action, I think they. Like develop the characters enough. There's characters. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I actually do care about them, and and when they get hurt, and like you are concerned for most of them. I mean, again, some of them are really, really dumb, but yeah. I by then, uh, and again, when I got spoiled, it, but by then I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's kind of perfect. That's that's uh, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I okay. I'm gonna come out and say it. This is my favorite movie of the year. Nice. Okay, good. Uh, I haven't had this much fun in a movie theater in a long time. I mean, I was laughing my ass off uh, through a lot of it, but a lot, but other parts, I'm like, ooh, like just wincing uh, when you know people get shot and whatever. I mean, and like you said, Copley's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I love Brie Larson in this. Uh, it was nice to see her be in a movie where she actually does something. Wait, not like, Brie Larson? Yeah, where she actually like. Is there for a reason and not, you know, just as eye candy like she was in another movie that came out this year? Oh, she was not there just for eye candy. She was okay. She was there to take pictures. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Let's not talk about this. She this she was. I'm a photojournalist for some reason, and I this plot needs me. We've closed that arc a long time ago. Let's not. That that, that was okay. That was her paycheck movie <laughs> after she won the Oscar. Uh, she but was, Free Fire was Free Fire was shot before she won the Oscar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it kept getting delayed. So yeah, it kept yeah. getting delayed, and she, like room wasn't even done yet. And oh. then she did free, which is uh, it, it's amazing. I love. I, I'll just say this: I, I was a I was a fan of 
Kong Skull Island. That's the movie you're referring to. Yes. And I like her in that. I think she picks roles purposefully. Um, yes, some of them like have big paychecks, but uh, even in like, sometimes you got to eat. Yeah, sometimes you got to eat, and even in Skull Island, it's 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 a strong enough role, and even and in for sure this in Free Fire, it's a strong role. So oh, she's terrific. She's yeah. terrific in this, and I, I I really appreciate what she did in this, like the the style she brought. Uh, I think it's really funny that she has a purse the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it actually reminded me of a line in a movie we'll be discussing in a little bit, uh, Jurassic Park, um, where uh, Laura Dern says, we can discuss sexism in survival situations when I get back. <laughs> uh, because that t- totally comes into this uh, at one point in the movie where they're like, it's a lady, don't shoot her. <laughs> Let her leave, she's a girl. And she's just like, okay, bye guys. <laughs> uh, and then I'm... some ass shoots her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> Everybody gets shot in this. That's not a spoiler. Uh, Everyone it, in this movie gets shot at least once. Yes. That's not, and then one guy gets a crowbar through the face, and it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I uh, I would love to see this again. This is definitely up there. Same. This, would love to see this again. This is, like, for sure in my top five right now. Um, and it, it's funny that I saw this in another movie. We'll discuss later. Uh, the other movie, that is for sure my number one of the year. Oh, so. okay. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but I had so, so much fun with Free Fire. Uh, if, so did I. Uh, I didn't look it up. I've read like a few tweets about it. It was not a huge hit. Uh, I think. It may, I'm not surprised. I think maybe it opened up in too many theaters. I think. It yeah, up, I, I can see that. I think it opened up in like three thousand theaters, which is Jesus, way too much. Uh, well, I mean, it's 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 a lot, but it's also hey, good for you, Ben Wheatley. Yeah, yeah, to get the movie out there in a lot of in a lot of theaters. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot. Of, at least, at least people are getting an opportunity to yeah. see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it might not have made all the money, but like, it had that chance. Yeah, uh, and I was wrong. Uh, a thousand theaters, which is still a lot. A thousand, still a lot. Yeah, yeah three thousand. I was way off, but no, a thousand. Uh, and yeah, opening weekend, it made um, uh, less than a million. So. Oh yeah, so that's that's a bummer. Yeah, uh, so this but, movie deserves to be seen. <laughs> uh, this movie, it like I've said, I I love it. I love it so much. It is just so much fun, uh, and it's one of the best action scenes I've ever seen. Except it's a whole movie of that. <laughs> Uh, but hey, if you're listening to this, if it's still playing, because it may be out of theaters by now, uh, oh, unfortunately. Please go see it. Support films like this. A24 is releasing this. So uh, pretty much everything they do is pretty awesome. And this is... They do pretty good work. Yeah, they do pretty good work. So this, please see Free Fire. Um, I know we have a review up on Talk From Society that is kind of mixed uh, by Mr. Rob Trench. But hey, me and Matt liked it. So uh, yeah, listen to us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that was Free Fire. Hey, but you... I'm, I'm presuming after you saw and fell in love with Free Fire, you were like, "Hey, I need, a, Wait, I, need I need more wheat in my diet." I need. <laughs> That's a segue. Thank yeah. God for that. Um, yes, uh, later that night, I I uh, watched uh, Kill List, which has been sitting on my shelf for a few years now. Uh, the other night, uh, former two-time guest Scott Wampler was talking about how much he loves it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give Kill List a Kill List a shot, and. I loved this thing. This is, um, it's a slow burn for sure, but 
it culminates in the craziest ten, uh, craziest twenty minutes uh, I've seen in a long time. Uh, that entire ending is just like punch after punch of WTF. Uh, it's it's insane the places that this film goes. Uh, and I was talking to our writer for the site, uh, Alex Miller, today, and about how similar it is uh, to The Wicker Man, and how it's strange that I loved this, but I did not like The Wicker Man. Interesting. Uh, it's basically instead of a uh, shithead detective, it's uh, two hitmen who get caught up in the Wicker Man, you know, prophecy. And then, oh, that ending happens, and uh, shit, that was—that uh, was crazy. I mean, even if—even if I did call it, literally two seconds before the reveal, I still appreciated what they went for in the ending. Yeah, uh, as I mentioned previous, I've seen this uh, a while ago, um, and I did not like it as much as I thought I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I don't know what it was. Maybe I can't remember if the ending was spoiled for me. But oh, I think people people kept saying, "Oh, the ending is spectacular. The ending is going to get you." And then when it happened, I, I knew like, nothing about this movie. Yeah, I, so I, I just knew that it was sitting on my shelf. Yeah, I knew like just enough. Like, oh, it's uh, is uh, I never seen Ben Wheatley. Uh, I, I, I never seen one of his movies, and this was the first. And Maybe his first Wheatley. Uh, apparently, best one, and. I had many expectations, I guess, for it. It's like, oh, but then it, the reveal happened, the ending happened. And I'm like, ah, so what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh. I, I, so I guess it's one I need to rewatch. I will rewatch it for sure. Because again, after Free Fire, I'm I'm on board with Wheatley. I'll, I'll revisit his stuff. We'll discuss uh, this as well in the the final the five minutes after the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, and I bought a field in England. So I'm happy to see that. Hey! Yeah. I also got that. Yeah, so I think we'll both uh, see it soon. Yeah, shout out to uh, Adam Murray. Um, Atom Murray, as in up and Atom uh, on Twitter. Uh, in Pixels and Reels the other day, he was giving out digital codes, and I was lucky enough to snag uh, Field in England. So I'll be watching that this weekend. And after I saw Free Fire uh, at the Draft House, uh, I went to their vending machine that sells Blu-rays and DVDs. And so I, awesome. I bought myself uh, a Field in England, which is a Draft House Films release, so that's how that worked out. Yeah. They have Draft House Films in there, and they have a few Criterion in their vending machine, too, so I bought a Field in England, and I was like, hey, uh, what a perfect coincidence. I'll finally watch that, which I heard is a head trip. So I heard it's a trip. Yep. It's a trip. It's a trip. Speaking of trips, you took a trip... Back to the seventies, right? Damn right, I did. Uh, to a a little thriller that I really love, and you finally. Oh, you've saw. seen this? Hey, I've seen this before. Oh uh, yes, starring what's his name, William William Devane, and Tom you know the guy Lee from Jones, yeah. the guy from Twenty Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is really weird because Carlo is currently marathoning all the seasons of Twenty Four because he's never seen them. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he's uh, okay. How how far is he in? He's on. Let me see. Let me see. It's on my on my coffee table right now. He's on season four right now. Okay. Okay. Still good. Uh, once he gets to season five, that's the best season. And then. Uh, okay, because my mom is obsessed, and her favorite is season two. Uh, season two is great. I'll say one, two. That's the one with the virus. Uh, one through five are good, right? Mm-hmm. I think five is the best. Okay. Um, and then six takes a huge dive. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, you don't. You're not concerned about spoilers, are you? 
Matt's. I am because I watched the episodes with him. I, I will say I'm not gonna. It's not a spoiler, but I like, love I love the woman that's in season four. Um, uh, I don't know her name, but she was in X Men Three. She was the scientist, and she has that really like awesome sultry voice. Oh jeez. She's the the terrorist mom. I in season four, no idea. It's been a while since I've seen these. Oh, she's she's got episodes. the most sultry voice ever. Uh, they bring in in season six some characters I did not like. Um, okay, we can probably discuss it when you once you get there. But I I I, I want to know what you and Carlo think of season six because that's I think the worst one. I mean, I'm looking forward to this because I'm a huge fan of Kiefer. So I mean, oh, Kiefer's great throughout. I mean, it's, it's well, I would hope so. I mean, I mean, recently he he ordered off Amazon. He ordered the movie. Uh, which I've seen parts of and I really liked. The 24 movie? The Redemption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's good, yeah. yeah. And, then and, the, I've, and I've seen one episode of the revival they did and I thought it was really good. Uh, I, uh, that's one, that's not the new, new revival, but the previous No, one, that's, right? it's not 24 Legacy, it's uh, Live Another Day or whatever. Yeah, I... The one where they turned um, Chloe into uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> I tried watching that. The, the first revival with Kiefer and everybody coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't finish it because I, I maybe I felt oh. maybe I felt like it it already went its course. Yeah. yeah so I was like I was content. It ran for like nine seasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or eight I'm seasons? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, folks, if you're here for movie talk. No, it's totally fine. But yeah, I'm very excited to to finally get into 24. I mean, it, my only exposure to it was uh, before this was a few episodes from the first season, parts of the movie and the video game. Uh, I love the video game. Oh my god, the video game's fucking yeah. awesome. That's that's uh whenever someone says that all games based off of like, you know, media properties like movies or TV are bad, I point out the 24 game and the Ghostbusters game. Like, actually, they can be really yeah. good. I, I, and the game ties into the series pretty well. It, 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 it takes takes place between seasons two and three, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, and yeah. I was really into this show, and I pretty much saw it all the way through the end, to the initial end, season eight. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I was always connected to it tangentially because uh, my mother is obsessed with it so much that she has Jack Bauer's ringtone. <laughs> Uh, when she gets a text message, it's the uh, the countdown clock. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she has uh, two different Jack Bauer uh, action figures on shelves in the house. That's hilarious. Uh, when I went to Comic Con, I picked her up Jack Bauer's CTU badge, <laughs> like his, his his name tag, and she has that hanging by her desk. That's fantastic. I yeah, I, she's she's all about the Bauer power. I need these things in my life as well. Uh, but uh, speaking of speaking of, I'm sorry. This is all a TV discussion. Well, one but last uh, thing I'll say, yeah, seven and eight are great. That that rhymes. So okay, season seven and eight are great. Season nine, live another day. I maybe I need to go back and watch. But that's twenty four talk. We're not here for that. But I will say another thing about Kiefer. Uh, his new show, terrific. I should see it. I'm a huge fan of him. So, <laughs> oh my god, Designated Survivor is insanely good. Oh yeah. See now I now I need to. I was thinking of rewatching 24. Because and it's great because they, there's, there's like cameos from people that were on 24. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like the president from season, like, I think four or five is like a former president on Designated Survivor that, like, he's trying to bring into his cabinet. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, this is this is a great, great cameo that you guys are doing. Ooh. Oh, oh my God. It's a great show. Yeah. I love Designated Survivor. I have, to, I have to see it. I have to see it. Um, but hey, uh, William Devane, <laughs> that's how we mm-hmm. get on that tangent. 
Uh, how great is he in Rolling Thunder, Matt? Uh, oh my god, yeah, Rolling Thunder is awesome, and I would, uh, this is a movie that I probably wouldn't have picked up, uh, if not for the influence, uh, on the latest Metal Gear Solid game, uh, uh, that's my video game nerd coming out. Um, Hideo Kojima actually claimed this as one of his major inspirations uh, for the Phantom Pain because this movie actually deals with Phantom Pain and it deals with uh, coming home and getting revenge. Yeah, William Devane plays a Vietnam veteran who comes home from war and is given a prize, a cash prize for some reason, and then basically a bunch of uh, mobsters. Uh, try to rob him of his I, I mean it's the 70s but they try to rob him of his like what is it $2,500 yeah. <laughs> and because of his immense PTSD he doesn't speak about where the things are because you know he's been trained in the, the prison camp to not speak and there's a really gruesome scene where they put his hand in a freaking garbage disposal and it's disgusting and he hang he hooks up with uh, his other Vietnam buddy uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who has never looked young. I realized after seeing this movie, he's always been an old-looking man. Uh, and they basically go on a rampage through old Mexico to hunt down uh, Big Ed and his uh, his gang members and find these guys. It's awesome. I love this thing. This thing, uh, I picked it up a few months ago off of Amazon. Uh, Shout Factory, this is one of their first Blu-ray releases uh, from a few years ago. When they first started out, they got the rights to a Rolling Thunder. And, I mean, the transfer isn't that great, uh, but the bonus features, there's interviews on the disc with um, Paul Schrader, uh, William Devane, Tommy Lee Jones, and it's really eye-opening. And I love this movie. The action in it is goddamn terrific it's just a it's a really good time uh devane is great i mean i don't think i've ever not liked him he's always been good and uh i really and much like free fire the fight choreography is amazing in this movie which is uh i think the only time anybody will will say free fire and rolling thunder are alike right <laughs> well i mean there's the there's a final shootout in a mexican brothel that uh actually has a bit of similarities in the way it's, it's shot and the, and the shootout okay. to uh, Free Fire. Yeah. I had a really good week. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't seen this in like maybe six years now, but I need to revisit it. it, it uh, oh, it's terrific. I loved it as soon as I saw it. And I think I may have seen it like on Netflix streaming back when... Okay, yeah. It used to be on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when it was on there. And man, yeah, it blew me away. Just the... Because uh, it is like a revenge... Like thriller, like a seventies revenge thriller, but like done so well with fantastic, it's really done. It's, fantastic, it's done really well. Fantastic yeah. performances, and uh, Devane and Jones—they're both killer in it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, always, I've, I have always liked Devane. <laughs> yeah, I, I have too. So, check out Rolling Thunder, folks. It is, it's, it's one of those that that uh, needs more love. That uh, it does. Not enough people have seen it. And exactly. Again, it's a shame. It's on Shot Factory. They released a Blu-ray of it. So pick it up uh, I, I I think it's been in my like um, safer later Amazon cart okay yeah it's been on your Amazon cart for so a while I do need to finally buy it because um, I, I, I it is one of my favorites really and I don't know what made me watch this either it was just like I think it was Monday morning I'm like you know what I got nothing to do for like two hours before work I'm gonna watch this well good I'm glad you finally saw it uh, yeah it was fun there you go but hey you follow that up 
with another Tom Lee Jones movie, right? I did. I watched uh, one of the first made-for-HBO movies, uh, The Park is Mine, from 1985, uh, where a Vietnam veteran, yet again, played by Tommy Lee Jones, uh, takes control of Central Park, uh, basically to you know get his voice heard and be like, you know, you people treat veterans like shit. And I need to get my voice out there. Uh, he plays the lead in this. Uh, Yafik Koto plays the head of uh, the police, who is uh, tasked with going in there and getting him. Uh, halfway through the movie, he kind of teams up. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones teams up with a news reporter, kind of. She's freelance, uh, who is uh, videotaping everything that he does, uh, which he wants to, you know, use to get his uh, voice out there. Uh, the on. Uh, the location shooting for this is really great. Tommy Lee Jones is awesome in this. Uh, this is one of those movies that I never would have known about uh, had I not, you know, spoken up on Twitter, like watching Rolling Thunder, and they're like, "You should follow that up with The Park Is Mine." And yeah, this movie's great. Um, the music in it by uh, Tangerine Dream. It's actually kind of similar to their thief score so i really appreciated that uh the score for this movie is terrific i just i just i love this movie it was a really nice surprise and uh much like you having a movie in your amazon cart uh it's currently in my amazon cart because uh it's it's available for i think like 12 dollars or something something really cheap yeah i had never heard of this until you talked about it and i looked it up and i was like hey it's on Blu-ray. Like, uh, it's, it's a yeah, thing. this movie, this movie's terrific. It's really something else. I need to check it out because it sounds insane. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of like Taxi Driver meets uh, First Blood meets Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it's uh, it's freaking awesome. I I love this movie. I can't wait to revisit it when I get the Blu-ray. Uh, much like Tommy Jones took. Central Park, uh, Jason took Man- Manhattan, right? <laughs> he sure did. Uh, yeah, the other night I was really bored, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to throw on a movie I've seen a billion times. Uh, so I watched uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, um, directed by Rob Hedden, who you may know as the director of Nothing Else. <laughs> no, he's, he's really directed Nothing Else. He, he wrote the movie Clock Stoppers. That's really the, the only thing he's really known for other than this. Um... Jason Takes Manhattan is not a good movie, but it holds a special place in my heart because it's one of the first Jason movies I ever saw. Uh, when I was a little kid, around seven or eight, uh, my sister had moved out and she got a Cinemax. So I was looking in the TV guide one week and I noticed that one night Cinemax was doing a double feature of Friday the 13th Part 3 and Part 8 for some reason. I guess those are the ones they could get the rights to. So I called her and I was like, hey sis, could you record those on a tape for me and I'll and you could like send them to me? So yeah, she recorded these off of uh, off of Cinemax. She made a really cool label on the VHS with a hockey mask on it and then she mailed it to me. And this was my first exposure to Jason Voorhees. So those two movies, although they're not very great, uh, do hold a special place in my heart. And this movie does have some fun kills. Uh, he kills someone with a guitar in this movie uh there's a harpoon in the stomach which is pretty cool um he gets into a boxing match with a guy and basically the one guy throws 50 punches and jason throws one punch and knocks his fucking head off and it's awesome yeah it's it's a lot of fun it has a lot of good good uh sight gags in it uh when jason is actually finally getting to manhattan uh he attacks some street toughs 
And uh, I think my favorite aspect of this movie that totally epitomizes late 80s New York, uh, within two minutes of landing in, in Manhattan, the team is uh, is uh, is uh, preyed upon by some heroin-addicted youths because welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is one I think I've seen on USA like uh, 20 years ago, so... Oh yeah, they used to play this on USA all the time. Yeah. Um, it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, or the alternate title, Jason Takes a Really Long Boat Ride and Finally Gets to Manhattan. Oh, I think I remember that part, yeah. yeah. That uh, part. Well, you should, because it's 90% of the movie is on a boat. <laughs> because uh, Paramount cut their budget. There were so many different scenes that were like storyboarded and planned out. There was like a whole sequence in the Museum of Natural History. Oh, uh, for the for this movie where Jason was going to be uh, stalking people amongst like uh, the dinosaur bones, like he was going to be like right in front of like the T Rex uh, skeleton and like killing someone, and that would have been a really cool visual. Uh, but Paramount cut their budget, so they had to shoot it in Toronto, I believe, to uh, you know keep the budget down, and they really couldn't do that much in New York. They did like five minutes of shooting in Central in Times in uh, Times Square, and that was it. That's all they had the money for. So more like uh, Jason takes Canada, right? Yeah, Jason takes Toronto and for Jason versus Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> now that's a movie I would see. Hey, speaking of comic books, you also okay, listeners. I've only seen two movies in the last week, and Matt saw like ten. So it's uh, fine. Uh, it's fine. I, I've had a busy week, so Matt can take the reins on, yeah. on a lot uh, of these. Use of comic books. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, uh, the other day, it was actually Jack Nicholson's birthday. He turned 80 years old. Uh, I think that's how old he turned, right? Yeah. Happy birthday, okay. Jack. Yeah. Yep. So, happy birthday, Jack. Uh, I put on Batman, uh, featuring him as the Joker. And, yeah, this is one of my favorite performances of his because he he kills it. Uh, other than Mark Hamill, I mean, because, you know... He's the best Joker, but this guy just—he kills it as the Joker. I love his like gangster style that he has. Um, I didn't realize how frightening this movie could be. Like when he gets the guy with the electric buzzer and then talks to the corpse. Only only Jack Nicholson would like have that, where he like I'm gonna talk to a corpse for a few minutes. Like that's just weird. Uh, yeah, I love Batman. It's a classic from my youth that holds the hell up, and it's terrific. Uh, I every time I see it, I have a lot of fun with it. I can't mm-hmm. I can't not have fun with it. Um, and it was really weird because uh, the day after, a few days before we watched this, it was the one year anniversary of Prince's passing. That's right. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh one. Hey, one good tw- uh, one good Twitter joke I heard was that uh, uh, Prince uh, he was a genius so much so that he made a Batman song you can have sex to. So that was the joke. What was that song? <laughs> the the uh, uh, pick so, pick a song from Batman. <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, okay, which one can't you have sex to? Uh, that's the question. I don't know. Party Man is a pretty good uh, jam to, go. to get down to. There you go, Party Man. Uh, uh, real quick, real quick. It's not on the list, but I also revisited that night. Uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, that, that's a good movie. Which, uh, hey, Warner Brothers. This needs a Blu-ray. And this we, needs an HD restoration because this DVD came out in 1999 and it looks like it. We we know you're listening. Please release this. I mean, Blu-ray. holy crap! Uh, 
it's it's still a good looking movie because you know it's well animated, but this needs an HD release like nobody's business. Yeah. Come on, you got you guys did it for the Iron Giant. You can do it for this. Oh, it's uh I know it's no Brad Bird production, but you can kind of money <laughs> that way. Uh I saw Old this on... deserves your money. Last time I saw this it was on VHS when I oh, was, wow. was a youth. But I remember wow. liking it a lot. Oh, it's it's probably my favorite Batman movie. Uh it cuz it gets the character. Uh the screenwriter Paul Dini who uh wrote this and he wrote a bunch of episodes of the TV show and he wrote a whole bunch of uh of the comics over the years. Uh he really understands the Batman character and the mythos of Batman and he actually introduces characters like Andrea Beaumont who complement him very well. Uh, we had a really great, uh, well-written article on the site, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm in the World of Tomorrow by Noah Miles. Uh, it was actually a pretty popular thing on the site, uh, which really got down to the, the nitty-gritty of this film and its production history and all that, uh, which was actually, that's what sparked my rewatch. And yeah, Mask of the Phantasm is awesome. I Did you see this in theaters or on VHS? No, VHS. Okay, well, I was a huge fan of the show, so I kind of like begged my mom to take me and my brother to see this movie. And I still remember walking out of the theater afterwards and my mom turning to me and going, that wasn't for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it wasn't. No, man. Oof. Um, well, and I'm also, uh, real quick, I would also like to say that it's kind of a shame that they never made Andrea Beaumont and the Phantasm, spoilers, uh, a major part of the comics either. I mean, she makes cameos here and there over the years in the comic book series, but overall, she's pretty absent. Yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen it in so long. You say it's your favorite Batman movie. Um, it's my favorite Batman story, story. Like on the big screen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's still Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of things we loved as kids Jurassic that Park hold up. <laughs> that hold up Jurassic uh, Park. yeah Jurassic Park uh, my co-worker a few weeks ago had told me I've never seen Jurassic Park oh yeah yeah. You, to which my brain stuff. started melting and it leaked out of my ear uh, so I said you know what one of these days you're going to have to come over and we're just going to watch Jurassic Park because you deserve this um so she came over the other night. We watched Jurassic Park, and spoilers, she loved it. Uh, she had so much fun. Uh, there's actually, I picked up on a lot of humor this time. Uh, she fell in love with Jeff Goldblum, which was fun. Uh, there's there's one thing that a raptor does in the movie that we both cracked up at. Uh, it's during the final sequence where the raptor like sticks his head underneath the like the tablecloth. Or whatever, yeah. Like the and he like looks around like a chicken. Yeah, <laughs> and we, jo- we both just started cracking up. Uh, yeah, we had a blast with this thing. Uh, it's Jurassic Park. What more can be said? This movie's a classic. Uh, if you don't know Jurassic Park, uh, what's you don't know shit. You don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, name that movie, folks. Send it into Twitter. <laughs> Uh, hey, transition from Jurassic Park to something as massive. Another form of art. <laughs> Hamlet. Yes. If you, uh, don't know, okay. if you don't know Hamlet, you don't know shit. You really don't. Um, yeah, so the, earlier this week was Shakespeare's birthday. 
So yes. we over at uh, Talk Film Society decided to highlight our favorite uh, Shakespeare adaptations, and I went with one of my favorite films of all time, 1996's Hamlet by Kenneth Branagh. Um, yes, let's get this out of the way. At the time, Kenneth Branagh was far too old to be playing Hamlet. But you know what? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> he kills it. He is so good in the role. It doesn't matter how old he was at the time. This uh, Okay, Kenneth Branagh, to me, is Shakespeare. I know to older generations, you would think of, you know, oh, Lawrence of Olivier or, or whomever. But for me, uh, in my time, it's Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I was first exposed to this in high school when my English teacher decided to block out two weeks of class and just w- show us the the double VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And I, I mean, revisiting this, um, okay, I'll, 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 I'll say I cheated. I didn't watch it all in one sitting. Oh, how dare you! Because it is four hours long, uh, and I started it at like twelve thirty at night. So I made it to the intermission, which is about two and a half hours in, and then I watched the rest the next morning. Uh, but the cast in this, amazing. Uh, the first big name you see who shows up is Jack Lemon, who I never thought he could really do Shakespeare before I saw this, but holy crap, it works. And Charlton Heston has an amazing voice for this man. Uh, Derek Jacoby, who we discussed earlier, is terrific in this. Uh, and Branagh is awesome, and so is uh, Kate Winslet as Ophelia. Uh, her going crazy is uh, is just wonderful to watch. Uh, yeah, I love this thing. I love everyone in it. I love Billy Crystal in this movie. I love Robin Williams. This whole cast is awesome, and the fact that uh, Branagh shot it in 65 and actually projected it at 70 makes it such, like, he has such a detail-oriented uh, camera in this movie, and he makes it epic. It's all It all takes place basically in the castle, but he makes it feel like this epic event that like you would you would want to go to, you know, just to go see it. And yeah, I love this thing. It's it's my favorite Shakespeare adaptation. It's my favorite thing that Kenneth Branagh has done, and it's it's awesome. It's uh, have you seen this? No, I have not. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, I should. I, uh, we made that list on Talk From Society, and I realized I haven't seen many Shakespeare, Shakespeare? adaptations. Yeah. No. Which is, eh, I, I do need to, I mean, I, I'm i trying to think the last one I saw. It's probably that Whedon one, the the, the Joss Whedon. Uh, I like that one. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, it was fun. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Fillion is hilarious in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, his his little pantomime where he tries to find his keys, uh, it makes me crack up every time I've seen it. I've seen that movie like three times. And I love that it's a little uh, Angel Buffy reunion with uh, yes Whedon's cast in there. I want more of that from Whedon. I want like because that the whole story around Much Do About Nothing is that like he would get like his friends together like every few weekends and like oh, yeah, yeah. they would just they would just read plays like. In, the, in his backyard, and like one day his wife or whoever was like, you should film it. You should make a movie out of this. So he's like, okay. Yeah, and he kind of yeah, made he, it like... He, yeah, well, uh, go ahead. It's all shot at his house. Yeah, and he made it like Which during is, uh, the post-production of, I forget which Marvel movie, but yeah. It's either Ultron or uh, 
Avengers, but it might have been Ultron. But yeah, it, he should he should he, do more of that. <laughs> he should. He he's kind of on a break right now. He's going to do Batgirl soon, I think. So in like four years, whatever. Yeah, so, but he has time to do another Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, and it was in black and white, and it's it is it's a nice modern take on that material. So, but yeah, again, I dig it. A lot. I haven't seen too many Shakespeare's. I I saw Romeo and Juliet's. Uh, Which one? I, I did see the Larman one, and I also saw the one oh, from the 60s, I think. I forget. Oh, with, that uh, with Solitaire. I think so, yeah. I, they Dr. Showed, Quinn, Medicine Woman. They showed that in school. Um, okay. I remember that. Was it yeah, we, had, we had the cool teacher who was like, here's Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, here's Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I, I may have seen Romeo and Juliet in school as well. I think I saw both versions uh, yeah. in school. But no, they, I, I never got around to... That four-hour Hamlet or any Orson Welles ones, I have not. I'll, I will say that. Uh, oh yeah, Chimes of Midnight. Watch that. Yeah, I'll see it. I'll uh, see but it. I will say that my the four-hour runtime is daunting. When you first see it, you're like, oh my god, it's like four hours and two minutes long. What? what, what why? But then you you watch it and it flies by. Okay, good. So I'll... it's it's not a slow-paced film, especially for four hours. Uh, Branagh kind of knew that. I need to make this thing move at a clip if I gotta keep people's interest over four hours. Yeah, I'll, uh, the, guy, the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'll seek it out. I will. Don't worry. Yay! Uh, speaking of seeking it out, I have to seek this next one out. Mifune. Mifune, the last samurai. Yes, uh, Toshiro Mifune. Uh, he was a longtime collaborator collaborator with uh, Akira Kurosawa, and he. This movie is a documentary that came out last year. It's about his whole life, uh, from being uh, a small child to a trainer of kamikaze pilots uh, to being a reluctant actor who basically just – he wanted to be a camera assistant. He didn't want to be in front of the camera. But then he uh, someone put his name in for a movie. He got the gig. And then he met Akira Kurosawa, and history was made. Um I went in not knowing anything about this guy other than his awesome stage presence and the few Kurosawa that I've seen. But I had a I had a blast with this. This this was uh, really cool, and it's really cool to see like his contemporaries uh, extol his greatness. I mean, you even have um, Haru uh, Nakajima, who was the original Godzilla. Uh, from 1954, uh, which was funny because he did that movie that year, but then he also did Seven Samurai. He was one of the people that Mifune like killed in Seven Samurai. Oh, okay. Uh, in that movie, which is it was kind of cool to, uh, to see him talk about uh, Mifune, and yeah, I learned that he was in 1941 by Spielberg. So now I want to see that. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, I... So yeah, no, I, 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 this movie was really cool. Uh. I had wanted to see it last year when it came out, but it never played up by me because my theaters don't get documentaries. Uh, but hey, it just came to Netflix last week, so definitely check it out, folks, if you get a chance. It's it's a brisk like eighty minutes, and it's awesome. It's really good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw you talking about it when you were watching it, and I I, I didn't know it was on Netflix, and now I know it's on Netflix. So I, yeah, it's I, on there now. It's pretty cool. And I looked it up. It is eighty minutes long, so. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll fit it in my, my schedule here soon. Um, speaking of fitting into schedules, uh, as I mentioned two hours ago, I saw Free Fire and another movie back-to-back Ooh! Uh, at the Draft House. Uh, Godzilla 2. <laughs> Colossal. Anne Hathaway. Okay. 
Yeah, we're yeah we're we're, we're rounding Hatched things ribbon. out. We're rounding things out where we started with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she drinks like eighty beers in this movie, right? Oh yes, she drinks a lot. That's the plot of the movie. And I know, Matt, I shouldn't. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You know what? My theater is not going to get this. Uh, this is a movie that I will have to catch on Netflix or on Blu-ray. Uh, uh, my, we don't get these movies around here. Possibly on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Yes. Yeah. So see it on Hulu because. It's on there? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 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 as was reported earlier this week, Neon, the production company releasing... What is that? Okay. We had this sem- semi-argument online earlier this week. Let me explain to you what Neon Earlier is. today. What is it today? Uh, yeah. Uh, this has been the longest day. You okay. gave me a shrug because I didn't know what the hell this was. Explain. We talked... Okay. I've talked about it on our... TFS Slack before, so I I was hoping you caught the caught wind of what this is already. Oh, uh, Neon is a collaboration between Drafthouse Films and uh, okay. a few other production companies. It's essentially the Drafthouse's new production label, uh, distribution. Production oh, so it's label. production. It's not just distribution. Uh, I think it's. I think I may be completely wrong, and I think it may be distribution. Okay. I don't know if they. I don't know. Well, they're a label, okay. Uh, distribution, yes. Forget everything I just said because it's late. Okay. Uh, it's a distribution label uh, founded by Tim League of the Draft House along with Tom Quinn. They they basically combine their you know collective power together for this new distribution label. And yes, Colossal is a film which I think it's the first neon distributed film. Uh, and it, it, it and it's playing at every draft house right now because Neon is part of Draft House. Of and, course it is. Yeah, and that's maybe why you're not going to get to see it, Matt. Unless you drive yeah. drive to Yonkers, then you'll get to see it. No, it's too far. I recommend it because it's my favorite movie of the year right now. Really, I nice. loved it. I loved it. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, 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 let me go back to Neon and Hulu. Yeah, they they had a they had a announcement saying that. Um, they're going to release all their movies on Hulu, you know, after a few months. So I have Hulu. Yeah, it's an exclusive little pack. So yeah, nice. In a few months, you'll get to see Colossal and Neon's other movies on there. Which uh, coming soon, you'll be able to see The Bad Batch, uh, which is a crazy movie from the trailer. You know, uh, I'm not going to spoil that for you. you I have gonna, not seen the trailer. You're going to be surprised by how bizarre it looks. I have uh, not even heard of that film. Look out for Bad Batch. Look out for Ingrid Goes West. I've uh, heard that's good. Look out for Risk. Which the, Based on the board game? No. It's a documentary oh. by the same documentarian that brought you Citizen Four. About the board game? No. Um, so, yeah. So, those are coming up soon. Uh, this year, actually. Huh. Uh, but, yes. Colossal is the first neon film. Uh what is it about? Anne Hathaway plays a a drunk uh, who <laughs> she plays a drunk. She's okay. a drunk. That's that's how it starts. She she goes to her boyfriend's apartment. Uh, she's crashing there because she's out of a job, and it's like as most drunks are. <laughs> it's like eight a.m. She's like, "Hey, honey, I'm here. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't make it home. Like I was passed out. Whatever." And the uh, the boyfriend is played by Dan Stevens, who is incredible. Okay, uh, you I haven't enjoy seen him. you haven't seen the guest yet, Matt. So 
make sure to do that. But I know him. Yeah, but you, you know, see the guests and you love him even more. Uh, Will I? You, yeah, Matt. Remember this conversation when you see the guest and come back to me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Dan Stevens basically just he says I'm tired of your crap, so he uh, uh, he kicks her out, and she moves back to her hometown where she meets up with uh, uh, you know uh, uh, I think I think they they were friends in like elementary school. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, his character, and she and he. Jason Sudeikis is in this. Yes, Jason Sudeikis is in this. Oh damn! Okay, I'm probably gonna really like this. He plays a, an old friend of Anne Hathaway. And uh, he he he's running a bar, and he offers her a job at the bar. And you know why why would you offer uh, an alcoholic a job at a bar? Because you're bad at your business, <laughs> and you're uh, not a good business person. That's let, why. Let me ask you this, Matt. Just so yes, because because you are a good litmus test. Because I don't want to spoil this for our listeners for sure. How okay. much how much do you know of Colossal? I've seen a poster for it. I know that she somehow controls a kaiju. Okay, so that's it. And that is all I know. And I know there is, like, Paps Blue Ribbon in it. Yeah, so, yes, they, I'll reveal that. They drink plenty of Paps Blue Ribbon. I think that's the only beer they drink in the, in the movie. Um, that's a spoiler. Uh, is it? <laughs> not really. And I think yes, it's just a Blue Velvet reference. I think the director really liked Blue Velvet. Uh, she does control a kaiju. Um, sure. And I'll leave it at that. And, and, he, and the kaiju's a little goofy looking. There, uh, he's actually a pretty, or maybe a she, maybe yeah, whatever, whatever the kaiju is. I think it, I think it looks adorable. Uh, they they're actually selling a, a tiny miniature of the kaiju on Mondo. Uh, the the again, which is and it's probably crazy expensive. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see how, I'm gonna, how expensive it is. Uh, but no, I, it's a great. Find little, out, find out, because I will buy this thing sight unseen. It's a great little uh, character. Uh, I, he's he or she, whatever this kaiju is, is adorable. It's a she. It's a she. Let's call it a she. Um, anyway, no, okay, I'll leave it at that. And then there are twists and turns, and it's fun. It's 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 a great little. It's a drama. It's a comedy. It's a kaiju movie. It's everything I want in a movie about like people in their 30s just trying to deal with their shit so. shit <laughs> it, it's my number one movie of the year um Sudeikis is amazing and Hathaway I've always nice. loved her I love her even more um I'm so, so glad because a lot of people I know are on like the Hathaway hate train and I am not here for that I don't understand I've never been on that train never good I've you always been be. on her side always she's talented she's wonderful <laughs> Oh, and also Tim Blake Nelson is in this for like a tiny role, and I, I was happy to see him because I haven't seen him in a while. Tim Blake Nelson, uh, um, but no, I, I uh, oh, it's one hundred and fifty-five dollars, Matt. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, if it was if it, if it was like a twenty-dollar action figure, yes. Well, I, I'm going to send you a link to it. It also comes with the a uh, a Blu-ray of the movie, uh, signed by the director Nacho Vigalando. Nachos. So there you go. You get a you get a Blu-ray with it. No, uh, but you haven't seen uh, Time Crimes, have you? No. What is that? Please see Time Crimes. Uh, it's it's a wonderful movie. Is uh, it another Nacho movie? Yeah, it's just, it's another Nacho Villagando movie. Uh, it, that, well, that thing's fun. Yeah. See, it, it's a cute little monster, right? Yeah, but it's expensive. Again, it comes with a Blu-ray. Looks like a little bean pod. 
uh, Time Crimes is a movie. I, I think we we profiled it not too. Uh, oh, let me think about this now. We may have had it on TalkFromSociety.com. May maybe not. Maybe we're thinking of something huh. else. Um, but no, it's 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 a it's a little indie where like this guy uh, finds a <laughs> he finds himself. <laughs> you just got the notification on Twitter. I know. <laughs> uh, but. but but yeah, I uh, I love Colossal, and Nacho Villagando is is quickly becoming one of my favorites. So uh, I, I'm hoping this is like a it's a, it's like a good enough success that he can do more movies like this. So I do want to see Open Windows. Yeah, Open Windows is 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 cool. So again, Time Crimes though it's still his best. It's it's so inventive uh, with what he does with like um, the I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's time. It's, yeah, it's it's a time travel. I literally forgot time is in the title. It's it's late. Yes, it's time travel. But yeah, it's it's a little it's inventive, I'll say. So, yeah, yeah, it looks cool. That's colossal. Uh, again, I, I love it, love it, love it, love it. So there you go, uh, Matt. Hey, don't we have to do one more thing? <laughs> do we? Uh, let's let's do the pyramid and get out of here. Okay. It's, we're running past two hours. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to with go. With no guest. Holy shit. With no guest. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know why we, we we made this this long. So It's fine. Here. Are you ready? Because I'm... Okay. Uh, oh, for, for people listening for the first time, I'm going to quickly give give them the, the breakdown. Welcome to the pyramid. <laughs> Welcome to the pyramid. Uh, so the person who gives the clues, um, they're given five movies... And since it's just you and I, Matt, it's going to be... Because usually I give it to like you or the guest, and they have no idea yeah. what the movies are. But, of course, I know what the movies are. I'm looking at them. Uh, I'm giving myself five movies, and I'm going to... And I'm looking to, at the shelves right now to see if I can figure something out. Yeah, so I'm going to give to you first. Uh, I have five movies. You have 60 seconds to guess the movies. I'm only giving you clues uh, that do not have proper names, <laughs> actor names, character names... You, you know, can movie. quote it. I can quote it. I can describe the plot, but that's tell it. the situation. Yes, yes uh, tell the Jersey Shore, and I can I can do all that. <laughs> uh, and you have to get as many as you can in sixty seconds. So, okay, okay. Are you ready to play the pyramid? Yes, I will start the timer whenever you say go. Uh, I can start the timer. So, I don't trust giving. <laughs> okay, let's each start the timer and see what happens. Okay, here we go. In three, I have sixty seconds. Okay, yeah, sixty seconds. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Uh, okay, so one, one. Oh, geez, well, I'm not good at this. Uh, action star. Uh, he is. He's, he's uh, in a lot of movies. Okay, pass. Uh, okay. Jesus, um, <laughs> you passed. Uh, he he touches people and he sees their past and there's a presidential candidate involved. The dead zone. Yes, got it. Uh, 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 oh boy. Uh, okay. Uh, pickaxe. Uh, uh, My bloody Valentine. Yes, good. Uh, oof. Okay. Nineties. Uh, uh, this kid has magic powers uh, based on a book. The page uh, master. No, 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 no. Uh, pass. I'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, animated movie. Uh, it's it's, right. it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, a good animated movies, but it's a bad animated movie. <laughs> you are the worst at this. No, I can't say a proper name. Uh, there are dogs. There are cats. Uh, it came out recently. 
And I'm done. Okay. Zootopia. No, 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 no. I was okay, say, start uh, start over, uh, because that was terrible. You were uh, bad at this. I, I have to give you what I missed, okay? Look. What did uh, I miss? Because you need to come up with a new list of movies and test me on it, because that was wretched. Okay, hold on. Uh, start I, I, uh, what, what were those movies? Okay, do, do you want me to just add those movies to a new pile? Hold on. Yes. Okay. Oh, but what, what were those movies, though? Uh, well, then, if I give you... Okay, do you want me to give you... Do you want me to try again with the movies, or just wait, do, do you want me to tell you? Do a whole new list that you're going to test me with, but tell me what those were. Okay, fine. So, uh, the first one was... Action Star? Yeah. <laughs> How could I say this without giving it away? Uh, Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, Night and Day. That's what it was. Uh, oh, he's a secret agent who picks up a uh, a girl, and they go on an adventure. And there's a scene on an island. There's a scene on an island with a with a with a airplane, and they're on a on the poster. They're on a motorcycle. <laughs> okay, then the next one was uh, okay. I've, here, here's me with proper names: Danny DeVito, uh, Gilda Radner, uh, '90s star Matilda. Yes. Uh, okay, and the other one was not Pixar, not Zootopia. Came Madagascar. Out, no, came out last year. Ice Age. No, The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, I don't remember what that is. Yeah. It was uh, DreamWorks, I think. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. That was terrible. That was bad. Uh, okay. Do, do you want to try again? I do. <laughs> uh, I can't promise I'll be any better. Here we go. Okay, this list may be even worse. Um, okay, ready? Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to write down the results of the last one. Good. Uh, okay, reset. Three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, I don't think you've seen this. Uh, if you have, I forgot. Uh, Western, uh, there are cannibals... Uh, excuse me. I saw Bone Tomahawk. Yes, you got it. Uh, this one. Okay. Uh, sequel to a movie made a long time ago. Fish are deadly. They eat people up. Um, they're tiny little uh-huh. fish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, this one is the what, fourth entry in a series that maybe went one too long. Uh, this guy's really old. He has a hat. He has a whip. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yes. Uh, okay, this is the one, two, three, four, the fifth entry in a series with a spy. Uh, there's a woman. There's a scene at, a, at an Mission opera. Impossible, Rogue, uh, Rogue Nation. Yes. Okay, this one is a not a Western, but this guy made a lot of Westerns. But, no, this is a Western, but it's one. Okay, okay. It's. <laughs> oh, okay, guy with a harmonica. 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 Nope. Nope. Okay, and stop. What was that last one? Once Upon a Time in the West. I've never seen it. I was thinking about Once Upon a Time in America. I've never so, seen that either. Oh, the harmonica would have been the perfect clue if you had seen it, but oh well. Yep. Okay. Well, that so was... I got four out of five. Yeah. Four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, oh, man. That was uh, that was good, right? <laughs> that, was, that was a fun one. That was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, is it, do you want to give it to me now? Yes. Okay. Okay, what am I looking at on my shelves? All right. All right. Let me know when. Okay. Uh, I'll count it down. How about that? Okay. Three, two, one, go. 
Okay, it's a detective movie. It has one of the most famous car chases of all time. Oh, French Connection? Uh, nope, it takes place in San Francisco. Oh, Bullet. Okay, um, my wife. Uh, Borat. Okay, um, this kid uh, turns into an adult. Big. Okay, um, the guy gets caught inside a movie. Oh, 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 uh, uh, Parker Wars uh, nope. Uh, he's also an action star, but it's La- in a movie. Last Action Hero? There you go. Uh, but and, you said the uh, title. <laughs> no, I didn't. You always said action. But keep oh, going. Fuck off. Uh, and then there's uh, these two aging action stars, but they are uh, trapped in a prison. Oh, uh, Escape. Escape. Right? Escape plans. There you go. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, good. You got it in 50 seconds. Oh. But I don't feel good that you said action star when the movie is called Last Action Hero. I never said action star. You said rewind the tape. You said action. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's late. You've had two drinks at least. All right, test me one more time. Oh my god! Oh, oh I'm at the okay. Uh, 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 I'm having I'll, too much fun. You got to test me one more time. One more time. Uh, but I'll say I'm at the bottom of my list. Okay, these are not good movies to pick. To, That's fine. To give. Uh, I hope you're happy you asked for this. All right. Right after this, we'll go to plugs, and I will go to sleep. Okay. Here we go. Uh, all right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. The, we talked about it last week. Uh, it's it's uh, Watergate. No, is that the Oh, the name? President's Men? Oh, okay. I feel bad about that. Okay. Uh, okay. This was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it's the last movie you you want to win an Oscar because you don't you think it's a fake movie. Last year, you kept saying fake news. I have no idea. Oh, pass. Okay, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He's crazy. Okay, that's not a good clue. He's, run, he's run, <laughs> running through the streets. A B C D E F G H I J. You don't you, you haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, next one. Man. No. <laughs> Uh, this one is okay. Uh, based on a book, uh, uh, then he made he made three of them. Then he made three more. This is one of those. Uh, it didn't do it. Jason Bourne. No. Okay. Pass. Okay. Uh, they're throwing they're throwing uh, balls. <laughs> it's in the title. Oh, Phantasm. Fuck. No. Stop. Stop. Balls of Fury. <laughs> what were those movies? Uh, Lion. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe you forgot that. Uh, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, God. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say vampire, so... But there's that scene where he says the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F. So I've never seen it. I've never seen it either, but I've seen... I've only seen YouTube clips. Plenty of clips. Then the the next one was The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Oh, you could have just said that movie I fell asleep during. <laughs> And it had, had to be woken up uh, by someone saying, the dragon's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have said dragon. Then the last one was Dodgeball, a true underdog story. So, That's a good movie. Yeah, uh, but it's hard to describe. How, how would you describe that, Matt? Um, I, guy in a wheelchair, wheelchair throws a wrench. <laughs> okay. And hits a guy in the balls. This is why you're better than this than I am. Uh, I am pretty good at it. You are. Speaking of good, you, another thing you're good at, plugs. Where can uh, people listening find you online? 
As usual, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C. You can also find me on Letterboxd uh, to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I've been seeing under the same name. I almost scratch that, reverse it. And you can also find me over at Talk Film Society, where you know, hey, we're doing a lot of good stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, this is the longest episode. Of Go to our Instagram. Ever done? You're fired, Matt. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. As for me, yes, TalkFilmSociety.com. Hey, we're doing good stuff over there, like Matt said. Uh, what else? Um, da, 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 podcasts. Soderbergh2828. That's going strong. This podcast. Hey, leave a review. I keep saying Yeah, come that. on, guys. Do Please it. Please do it. I'm begging you. If, you. if you have listened to this whole thing, uh, you like us well enough to write a review. It, it helps us out. With iTunes and the rankings and all that, uh, gets us seen by more people. So yeah, do that. Help us out. Help us help you. Help us with reviews, and we'll help you by giving you more of this amazing content, uh, which is longer than most movies, like going on like two hours and ten minutes. Um, but yeah, there you go, Matt. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes. You are dead at this point. I'm it's tired. I'm reading the news died. right now. Uh, who died? Um, apparently that uh, hotline that the government put up to, like, you know, report, like, illegal aliens. Oh, yeah. What it has it? been flooded with reports of space aliens because people <laughs> love fucking with Trump, and it's beautiful. And on that note, uh, <laughs> it's time for our signature catchphrase. Since it's Alien Day... Give a call to one eight five five forty eight voice and tell them that a xenomorph has popped out of your chest. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> it's a bit. When you can do the boo. Hey, we're back with the post-credit sequence for this episode. You wanted to spoil Free Fire, Matt. Go ahead. Okay, the final shot of the movie where the cops show up and Brie is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I had a dream about how she could have uh, easily escaped that situation, especially in the 70s. How? Uh, she says she just woke up in the guy's trunk. Okay. She was like, she was like, I was out to the out out at a restaurant with these guys, and then you know, I had a couple of drinks. I started feeling weird, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up in the back of a van in this warehouse. I don't know what happened. Uh, help, help me. <laughs> and that's how she could get away with it. Sure, so, she wouldn't get sure she wouldn't get the money. No. But she, but she wouldn't be in prison. No. Um. But yeah, because everybody else is dead at that point. Yeah, right? I know. They're really dead. Yeah, thanks to Brie Larson. And yes... Uh, Copley was on fire. That was awesome. I didn't want to spoil who the smartest person was, because I think that would have given away the only movie's, you know, mystery, is who hired... It was Brie Larson. Yeah, who hired the, the, the hitmen. It was well, Brie she Larson. did. Uh, Michael did. 
Oh yeah, whoever. Yeah. Well, he, she, she was the guy, in cahoots. The guy with the crazy brain damage. Oh my oh, god, right. that was awesome. <laughs> when he just gets up, he just starts talking. I'm like, oh, oh, he's not doing too good, is he? <laughs> I mean, he. I, I, I guess in the beginning it was tied for who was smart. You know, uh, him. It was either her or him in the beginning, yeah. But then, yeah, he got uh, shot. He in the lost head. half his brains. So yeah. Clearly, he wasn't the smartest. Uh, Remind me of Blue Velvet at that point. Uh, yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yes, um, but yes, that's what you wanted to say, Matt. Yes, Brie Larson, that's the twist. She is the uh, smartest one in the room. Uh, also, it's it. There were people were, were comparing it to Reservoir Dogs. Um, uh, I, I no. thought it was. I thought it was Reservoir Dogs ish. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, you have a bunch of bunch of criminals. This is true. It does end kind of in a similar way, where one character is especially fucked. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and I will say um, another thing I wanted to spoil: Kill List. Oh yes, Kill List. Okay, what was it they wanted to spoil? The ending, right? Of that, right? The, the fact that I, I called it literally two seconds before it ended, but it still didn't bother me at all. Yeah, where like so, he's fighting this other person, and I was like, oh man, what if it was the wife with the kid on her back? And then he like pulls the like the sheet off, and I was like, oh fuck, I was right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Literally, like two seconds before that, that's that happened. I was like, "Oh, that has to be that, right?" And then it was, and I was like, "Oh shit, look yeah. at me!" People <laughs> kept saying how great the ending was to me, um, and I don't remember pretty, if I don't pretty remember, good ending. I don't remember if I called it like before, or I was just expecting more. I guess. How I far know. ahead did you call it, though? Because um, I, I basically know. called it as it was happening. I was like, oh, what if? Yeah, I think I called it right before because I knew something was going to happen. Oh, and shout out to Alex Miller who said, uh, you should watch it with subtitles because those accents are rough. Oh, and yeah, uh, they're pretty rough. that's what I did. Yeah, I watched it with subtitles and it helped a lot. But I'll be rewatching it for sure, Kill List. And it was weird because I watched it uh, for a few minutes without subtitles. I was like, I get this. And then someone started speaking and I was like, oh. What the fuck? What are they? What are they even saying? And then I turn on the subtitles, and it says in parentheses, "speaking Swedish." I was like, "Oh, no wonder I couldn't understand what the hell they're saying." <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else you want to spoil, Matt? No, no. And Ben I'm, Wheatley's shit, as the kids say. Uh, and I'm I, I'm gonna come around to Ben Wheatley, and we'll see how my rewatches of Kill List and High Rise goes. Uh, but yeah, I love Free Fire, and I'll say we got a late vote in for the pickle. Uh, poll. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Buck, writer for the site, she she goes, did I miss the vote? I vote yes, Pickles. So I think <laughs> I think that tipped the scales. Pickles yeah, okay, sure. Definitely won. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, folks. Good night, Matt. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye to the listeners. And I'll say goodbye to the listeners.